You're listening to another Type 40 Live Doctor Who podcast from the Spacebook. Audio editions of our video content originally streamed to YouTube and other platforms. A quick reminder, this is recorded completely live and we interact with viewers across those platforms in real time. The occasional detail may get lost in translation, we're working on that, and the odd swear word may pass one or more of our lips, so this show may not be suitable for the under-15s. Now that's all straight. Let's start the show. afternoon good evening <laughs> or good morning <laughs> move those around every single time whatever time zone or time stream you're joining us from wherever in the universe in our universe or parallel universes because there is a a party still going on across the multiverse isn't there <laughs> definitely i'd say so where yes where, let's get me up on screen hello everybody yes time for more type 40 live <laughs> welcome back to the Facebook's best channel that you'd never heard of for more Doctor Who talk this afternoon for a couple of hours with, with myself, Dan Hadley, Birmingham's King of the Geeks, and my friends. I'm going to bring them on shortly. Firstly, last week's live stream, last week's surprise live stream. Thank you so much for all the views. It's climbing even now, four or five days later. We're getting unprecedented both views and comments on this video from Thursday night, 13 and out. So thank you for all of that. We're answering as many of the messages as we can, when we can. Keep the conversation coming, keep the party going, and let us know more of your thoughts as the story rolls on. Yes, because although we haven't heard a great deal in the last few days officially, in fact, we've heard nothing officially, it would seem that the story is gradually creeping to, to life and we're hearing whispers, I think, and the media, they are all over it, aren't they? And not noticeably singing a very different tune to that they were singing six, 12 months ago, certainly. It's uh, funny, isn't it, how things how things change? But yeah, stick with us. We've got more Doctor Who talk this afternoon. Who knows what we'll uncover between us. Yeah, let's bring them on one by one. Firstly, I think it's time to check in with somebody who couldn't make that show. Yeah, I don't think he's been on for a few weeks, actually. As an actor, a voiceover artist, and all-round adventurer, he's been busy up and down the country. But yeah, he's uh, traded in, treading the boards for a little while, so come and chew the fat with us this afternoon. Welcome back to Type 40 Live, Barnaby Jago. 
<laughs> you build up his oh. voice, you build up you that wonderful t- voice, and then he you just haven't done it in a while. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Oh, thank you so much for having me back on. It's brilliant to be here. Oh, and yeah, uh, elation. <laughs> yes, the news got to you wherever you were in the country while this was going on, didn't it? I was. I was near you, actually, Dan. You came and saw my show. Thank you so much for I seeing that. You were yeah. a wonderful to see your face in the audience wonderful. there over in, uh, in Droidwich. And uh, yes, and uh, heard the news. And uh, yeah, uh, party time, I think. Utter, utter party time. <laughs> so you're not fighting back the tears then at the news that Chris Chibnall <laughs> and Jodie Whittaker are both leaving the show. <laughs> it's oh, it's, it's been a... It's, it's been a hell of a ride. It has been a In fact, hell I forgot. Of a ride. So yes, we'll get some more of those. We are, yes, we're looking at getting a supplier in for, for the grand day, for the big special. In fact, I think every single episode, the countdown from from now and when they leave the screen and become part of Doctor Who Past, it's it's not gonna get old for a good while yet, is it? <laughs> so where were you when you heard the news, Barnaby? And did you rub your eyes? Oh god, where was I? I was uh, I was back in London at that particular point, and it just like flashed up, and I thought, oh, there's been all these. Uh, it came up on Facebook, and it was just like, yes. oh, it's obviously just rumors and things of like that. But no, it was all. Then it was on the BBC, and uh, they were all talking about. It. And I'm just like, wow, you know, utter sort of like, you know, wow, end of an era. You know, we move on to better things, and uh, yeah, yeah and. Well, well, we'll see. We shall see. I am cautiously optimistic. Cautiously optimistic, but we shall, we shall see. Epic. We've got lots of comments Epic. in the chat already. Thank you, everybody, for being here for this sort of. Uh, it's the post. It's the after party. After party. I think. Epic says Signa Alpha. Yes, you're quite right. Hello, all from. That's a very delicious response from the classic '80s fanboy. Hello to all from Vanessa Law. Good to see you as Ooh. always, Vanessa. She nearly always makes the show. We got higher. Hello, everybody. And a Facebook user. So somebody here stealthily joining us for Type 40 Live this afternoon, still at work, but listening in. Yo, Danny boy. Dan- I think I think they mean me. I think I'll let that part, I'll let that one pass. <laughs> You've <laughs> never heard that before, have you, Dan? You've never heard anyone call you that before, never, ever. Never heard that before. But this is the bit where I've got to remind you that yes, we are streaming live to YouTube, the world, the world's largest streaming platform. Of course, we are as usual, but also over onto Facebook to the Type 40 Facebook group and the Facebook page. So if you are watching over there, you've got to let us know who you are. You've got to let StreamYard know that it's you, then we can see your name. A little bit of faff, I know, but it's it is uh, it is worth it. It just takes a couple of seconds. I smell Hoovian, says Christian, from all the way from the legend of the traveling TARDIS, making his way up the vortex in the nicest possible way, of course. And Daniel Leach is here. Hello, how are you doing, mate? He's saying to, uh, to Ian David Diaz, who I think is about to come on. But before we bring him on, let's check in with, uh, yes, with royalty. Because she wasn't on last Thursday show, but she was here last Tuesday. So let's see how the news is sitting with our friend, Queen Charlotte Shields. <laughs> Well, how do you guys think? <laughs> ah, look at that smile! Happy, yes. <laughs> Happy oh, no. day, Charlotte. Yeah, Happy days. I, yeah, especially because a lot of the mood music, if you want to use that term, before was quite negative. And I was sort of trying to have a bit of a hope left. And you, when we talked behind the scenes, I was still trying to have a bit of, no, we can have another era, we can have another roll of the dice. And that's what I was desperate for, I think that it yeah. wouldn't just be stopped after those two, that it wouldn't just, like, go out in this sort of state. So I'm really yeah. sort of... That's what I'm happy about, that we've got a chance for this show to at least have another good 
it's or something that we can watch again era that we're not just every week going like oh god what have they done Do you know <laughs> it, it was like that so like, oh god what horrors am i gonna see yeah. this week and that's on the odd occasion bond we went when i managed to stay awake through the entire show most of the time yeah <laughs> wonderful to, to feel the the glow radiating from your your little faces there all these smiles everybody's smiling aren't they everybody well sort of everybody everybody's that's, smiling <laughs> that's chris trying to smile he, he struggles with human emotions <laughs> he's a bit like the command commander Dave, he's isn't a bit. He? yes he's not good is he? we've got uh yeah crimpling doubloon in the chat anytime is party time and party time is mm -hmm. anytime God, I good, I'm, a, I'm a good sight reader. I didn't know where that was going when I, when I started that one. <laughs> and uh, Derek McManus says, to be fair, Barnaby does oh. have a wonderful voice. There you go. Oh, thank you, Derek. That's really the kind of you. It's just a voice. In. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If the milk tray man could speak, I think he'd sound just like you. Is the milk tray man still a thing? I'm not entirely sure, but I know a couple of blokes who probably do know that. Let's check in with JT and Ian David Diaz. Yeah. Afternoon. The, Hi, everybody. Is the milk tray man still a thing, JT? As far as I'm aware, he's not. Maybe in your world, JT, but he's still Bloody in do <laughs> oh, I know he says he's new right every now and then with a box of chocolates and flip you on there, like a geeky ass. Yeah, but I, I close my windows and lock them at night, don't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, oh, uh, Ian, no. how are you this week, mate? Four or five days on? Yeah, I'm all right, actually. I'm all right. And, um, you know, everybody, everyone I've, I've been speaking to about Doctor Who, they seem to be relieved. In fact, I was on a shoot and uh, the, the boom man, I didn't know he was a Doctor Who fan. And he said, he just looked at me and he went, you're the mega geek, aren't you? And I went, what? what? <laughs> and then he said, and he just started talking about Doctor Who, just kept talking and talking and talking. I was like, mate, and he's, gonna shoot something, man. Just shut up. No, he said, yeah. you're, 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 you're a lot smaller than I expected, he said to you, didn't he? <laughs> More or less. <laughs> yeah, you expect yeah. it to be like a, a Godzilla proportions. JT, yeah, exactly. it's been a hell of a four or five days, hasn't it? We've had yeah. article after article in the newspapers and lots of fire and recriminations, as well as the majority of us, I think, have been quite pleased about this. But all life yeah. is out there, isn't it? Uh, unfortunately. Uh, but vote for me and it won't be. <laughs> but no, I mean, it has been a great few days. And, and to, say, to react to what you were saying at the top of the show... Yeah. I, um, this this right now is something that we really need to embrace as fandom. And hello, Spacebookers, by the way. Hi there. Because this is this is a, a time that we need to enjoy. This is a time of great hope for us as fans, as, as true fans of the show. Yeah. This is something where we have to enjoy all the, the nonsense that's coming out, all the rumours that's going out. And we just can't stress over the time it's going to take for this show to come back after this version is done. This is a this is a really special time, I think. And and keep positive and keep the, the heads on and don't listen to rumors. Hi, Mega Lushimus, because some of the stuff that has been seen over the last few days, it's been so busy. We all know that, um, especially in the United Kingdom. It's going to be very difficult for um, fans out of the UK to realize what's going on here. But it really has been an overwhelming sigh of relief and, and positivity and support from the public as well, a lot of whom have gone what you know it's great so let's enjoy this time now it's a special time and this is the build-up until next year stay with us on the Facebook and type 40 live because we're going to be here right until next year celebrating all uh, every day every week as this goes on like the man says we are not going anywhere there's plenty of doctor who to talk about between now and then and whatever comes after that so yeah please like the video subscribe to the channel lots of new subscribers this week 
the message is sinking in. I think the message is sinking in. Subscribe to the channel. You don't want to miss what we've got coming up next. Lots of more, lots more talk like this, like the stream from the other day, as well as deep dives on Doctor Who Past and maybe a guest or two. So yeah, subscribe to the channel and hit the little cloister bell so you know when we're gonna go live next and whatever else we may drop. One thing I've noticed, everybody, is uh, the, the thing in the papers. Now, it seems very much to me like the gloves are off and it is open season on Chris Chibnall and Jodie Whittaker's time in Doctor Who. This headline, for example, Doctor Woke quits the TARDIS. I think any paper, wherever, whichever side of the aisle they lie editorially, would have thought twice about putting out a headline like that even four or five months ago, let alone last year. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, uh, this is this is riding the wave of what is happening in the United Kingdom right now. Uh, and I don't know what the, the, the others think about this, but, you know, to me, it's pretty obvious living in the UK. There is a massive turn. I've talked about this before on the show. There is a massive turn now to what people expect us to do. Yes, I'm going to mention Brexit. That was the start of this. You know, that came about, bolt out of the blue to us, a huge amount of people, the BBC especially. Whether you voted for it or not, it's done. Get on with it. And they're still going on about it. So something like this is, you know, that headline from that paper was actually um, around with all the papers. But I have to say, Spacebookers, this was the first time I've actually seen the departure of a, in, you know, in current, I hate saying the word current doctor, but you know what I mean. You know I don't yeah. like it. Um, didn't hit all the front pages. It wasn't there. It was always hidden inside. And yet the Daily Mail put a, a whole page like that. Some of the others did as well. But it was all Dr. Woke. And that's great for us because the BBC saw it. They and, you know, these these articles they always make me laugh because they never, ever actually right mention the uh, elephant in the room. Always. They, they always skirt the, the, the issue. The issue is that they treated every white male in that show like assholes. Sorry. Idiots. No, um, no, so, no you know, they don't yeah. mention that in the articles at all, do they? Which really annoys no. me because that is the crux of, of, of what the BBC is all about well, now, is slamming white males for some I reason. Think it's, I think that's probably something to do with the fact that these people that write the articles wouldn't have watched the show. <laughs> they would have oh, made right. their yeah. mind up ages ago and switched off. And on that point, I'd like to say to all the journos that are watching the show, because they do watch these sort of shows, know, I'd like to say right you. now, please... Please understand that on Thursday when this news broke, stop reporting that Doctor Who fans were upset. We were not. We were elated. It was a massive, massive oh, celebration of party. Go and look at our, our previous show from last week on YouTube. Go and look at what was going on on YouTube. Go and look at the fan boards like you do. And stop saying that we were upset because we weren't. There was a teeny weeny weeny bit like that who were upset. The rest of us were elated. It's not, just, it's not just us, is it, JT? I mean, it is, it is widespread, absolutely widespread. Worldwide. Yeah, they have, they have to understand. They have to understand that the needs of the many. There's <laughs> <laughs> a great yeah, comment here you, from Lord Thoth. <laughs> he says, it's a special time. Time to go back and watch great classic episodes. I think that... I've been doing that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> to, cleanse the, to cleanse the palate, though, Barnaby. Yeah, definitely. To uh, just remind ourselves what um, Doctor Who was really sort of all about. I mean, because I went to this uh, new Doctor in this new series, utterly just prepared to love it, utterly prepared yeah. to love it. But you just can't argue with the ratings, and you just can't argue with you know lack of entertainment. So it and it's it's terrible as well that there seems to be so much like controversy around just not liking a television show. So hopefully, uh, when ratings begin to well, hopefully things get better and ratings start to skyrocket again. Um, well, hopefully we can. 
well, stop taking this so much so seriously all the time. Well, that's what Thoth says there, Barnaby. If if we all go back and look at the classic episodes, let's try and get the BBC to do that as well, so they can actually rediscover yeah, yeah, yeah. what Doctor Who is. It's weird, isn't it, Charlotte? How people yeah, can, can. Yeah. people who yeah. are so inclined will try and and extrapolate all sorts of things about one's personal character and our lives just by our reaction to something that's gone on in a TV show, like with the oh. worst people in the world. Oh, yeah, you can tell somebody's complete political um, beliefs just by what telly they like or dislike, apparently, nowadays. No, it and it's really strange. And I'll just to add what JT was saying. Obviously, I grew up during the new one. So I. Oh, well, never mind. Through. Well, yes. Oh, not this argument again, JT. Um, <laughs> well, no. So I've gone, this is the first regeneration that I've seen or an announcement. So we've not got there yet. Yeah. Um, that it's not been like, usually it's like somber. That's the word I would use for an announcement mm, of a doctor yeah. leaving. Yeah, it's yes. sort of somber, it's sad, it's a bit reflective. And I've yeah. never seen, like, across the board, it was just like, it wasn't just yeah, like happiness. It was like we're gonna get our show back almost. It just felt like and for the and this is what I will say though, for the genuine fans of Whitaker, I I my heart does go out to you because this will probably be your first regeneration. I think a lot of people came on with Whitaker. Yeah. So this is gonna be hard. So for them people, my heart goes out. For the people who just came on with the politics. And who just wanted to support her because of her gender? I have, I, I, have I, I, you can go then. If you're telling us you're going to go, please go, because yep. we don't want you. Yeah, with the best mm. will in the with the best will in the world. I, I see entirely what you mean. Obviously, some some of us are worried, aren't, aren't we, Ian? You know, because yes. the the climate in broadcasting at present, and particularly with the IPs that we love the most, the franchises mm. that we treasure the most, Star Trek and Star Wars and the MCU, to some extent, that they've all been kind of infiltrated by people yeah. who have these these agendas that are running riot and out of control. We've got a, we've got a message here in the chat from Mr. Brown Alliance. Hi, says, Mr. Brown. Uh, the BBC will double double down like CBS did this week with Star Trek and Alex yeah, Kurtzman. Kurtzman. So if yeah. you guys don't realise uh, the the guy at the top of the Star Trek franchise and has been for four or five years now, Alex Kurtzman, a horrendously divisive figure. They've just announced that he's he's staying with that franchise for another six years. But I think that, and obviously, which means wow. that the editorial the editorial standpoint will remain the same and the mix of ideology that it's, it's rampant again with gender politics and wokeism so that's not going to really change over at star trek for the for all that we can see unless and um, unless they change their minds and rip his contract but i'm not seeing that situation repeated here ian i think there's something much more seismic going on at the bbc that doesn't just involve doctor who but involves the bbc itself being in crisis well there's a there's a rumor that um well <laughs> I hate to say, it, I, you know, I don't know. I could just tell you what I've been told, right? Because I've got some insiders that they were called in. They were called in and they were saying it's not working. I don't know who was in the room at the time. We need to fix this. And so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So so uh, hopefully they would cast a, a, a guy. It doesn't matter what color he is, a guy. And then the, the show will move on. But I think, I personally think they're not going to do that. I think they're going to double down. 
and you? um yeah i do we've got no yeah. we've got no indications we've got no I know, I know. coming I know. either way have we so it's, i know it's but impossible every... to say and with the time yeah. period like potentially two or three years yeah but every time we get excited about something we always get crushed yeah. don't we star trek yeah. star wars you know and i don't well, think doctor who's going to be an exception i think they're gonna they're gonna whoever they cast as the next doctor we're not going to be happy I, I, I don't know. I, I think right now, as Doctor Who fans, we do need to be optimistic. I heard the same thing as you. I think I heard that last year the meeting was had. To use your phrase, they were marched in. I also heard they were marched yeah. out. Um, yeah. And that's fine. That's so all these decisions were made last year. So there is a long game going on. And it has to be because we're looking at production schedules, as we chatted about on the previous show on Thursday night. Mm. I think we do have to be um, very, very optimistic now, uh, simply because we just don't know what's going to happen. We don't know when it's going to be back. We don't know whether it's going to go into production next year or the year after or the year after. One thing that I would like to say to um, the, the comment that came up there from Mr. Brown is that the difference between what's going on with other things like Star Trek and the BBC is the BBC has to now listen to the public who are, who are paying for it. Um, yeah. And I think there are so many mistakes. There was even a huge mistake gone out by BBC Sport yesterday. That has to be looked into and investigated because they, they practically threatened the viewing public um, on Twitter. You know, that must be looked at now. And I think this whole thing is not everybody in the BBC is an extreme left wing ideologist. There are some people that are coming through that are saying, actually, that we don't want that anymore. We don't want this. It may, it may just be easier now for us to just just enjoy this personal time now and see what comes through um, and, uh, you know, and, and try and keep that optimism. But no, we won't I mean, know until I mean, we know who's going to run the show. And it's, gonna it's, a reasonable, it's a reasonable question mm. for Mr. Brown to have asked, though, isn't it? Yeah, I'm Absolutely. not saying. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying I don't. I don't. You know, I'm not optimistic. I am optimistic, right? Definitely optimistic about Good. it. Good. But the BBC is is yeah. You know, you just got to look at their shows and what they're putting out now. Absolutely. With that kind of agenda. Absolutely. So I'm hoping it will stop soon, and I'm hoping that this is the turning point. You know, but you got to keep it in the back of your mind. You know, you got to you got to be prepared. You've got to be prepared for everything, right? So keep it in the well, back of your mind. Absolutely. But anyway, and also be prepared for it not coming back. Exactly. Because uh, that, that's, that's, I've said many times, I thought that's exactly what I would do with Doctor Who just now. I would just let it go. But, but the things that we've had since Thursday, they will be in denial, as you have said, Ian. They will be in denial about the reaction. Yeah. But, I mean, look at that uh, page that we had there. There was also an article in The Telegraph. There was an article on the RT, not the Radio Times, but the RT, which was a very decent, yeah, well-written yeah. um, well article, which actually mm. proved these things do not go unnoticed. And I yeah, don't that, think it went unnoticed last year. That RT article, people are writing that off as a hit piece on the show, but it's too well considered. It's too well written. That's somebody mm. who is entrenched in this popular culture, who knows what they're talking about. That's an entertainment correspondent, certainly of mm. Lizo Mazimba's Matthew, um, yeah. standing. Yeah, Matthew Kadish. And, and so, you know, it, I don't really see... It's not like it's some some angry lone voice out there. This is somebody who has put into print there what so many people have been saying and thinking. Uh, speaking of whom, Svila Beckin, the rabbi from another planet, he's watching in the chat and says the BBC is imploding. <laughs> and another friend of the channel we've got here, Alex Storer, the light dreams man. The show is going to take some serious repairing. So much damage, damage has been done and I have little faith in the decision making from here again yes. not unreasonable not unreasonable yeah. ways to uh, to interpret what's mm. actually going on but i think the, the one question that i can't help but wonder barnaby in light of what the guys have just said jt and ian and what i've the, the sort of fluttering from the back of my mind as the as the news has sank in 
and you look at the time scales, both where we are now, both what's in the recent past, but between, say, Series 12 premiering and now, and then looking forward another 18 months until this godforsaken era finally disappears from the screen, is this, were they, did they jump or were they pushed? Well, why did she come out of her pajamas, though? Can she, <laughs> yeah. uh, can she afford to just get they, something on? You could say that <laughs> now. But that's that's what I'm starting to. They wonder. were pushed. They were pushed. It's, I think it's starting to have that whiff about it, Ian. What, yeah. What do you guys? What do you guys think? Is this just me? So they were pushed. It's obvious they were pushed because, as I said, if they weren't, one of them believing, one of them we staying, and this crap that they made to this this thing where we're leaving three 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 years or whatever is oh, bollocks. You know, yeah. yeah, a pact. It's bollocks. You know, if you're getting paid a crap load of money and the show's success. You know, you'd stay for one more year, or maybe you'd stay for three more years. I don't know, but seriously, this both of them going when when um David Tennant, oh no, sorry, when Matt Smith left, what's his name stayed on, didn't he? Uh, Moffat, Moffat stayed on, yeah, Moffat, Moffat stayed yeah. On, so, yeah, so that was I a just much more sudden. It. That was a much more sudden thing, slightly different. But I know what you mean. I mean, it's it's this is kind of it looks like drastic action to me, no matter what they say. I kind of yeah. been thinking about when the lead actress left Batwoman. Uh, whenever that was a year and a <laughs> half ago, and we have now in that time that same actress Ruby Rose has given. We're now onto her. No, her fourth reason why she left that show. Yeah. <laughs> so the you know so eventually we'll get to the truth. Yeah, we've got lots of people watching in the chat here. Wendology afternoon all says says Wendology. Yeah, but uh, also I, I I found the announcement the wording a bit off. Like the way that was worded, it didn't read to me as like they. It's like they were struggling to make her sound like a success. They kept yeah. banging on about that first episode, banging mm -hmm. on about that she was the first female doctor. And it mm -hmm. just, to me, it sounded like even they were really She's inspiring. Struggling. She's inspiring. Oh, yeah, all that rubbish. <laughs> when, <laughs> when even the BBC's own article announcing their departure, Barnaby, admits that the ratings have fallen and that everybody out there is sick of the, of the woke ideology, that's mm -hmm. quite a turnaround too, isn't it? Did you, did you notice that? I didn't see um, that particular article. All the articles I read were just like saying how wonderful it was. And uh, she won, it, wasn't it a Radio Times uh, poll or something that she oh, won don't, second? No. I, I'd no. like to see the figures for those. Uh, Barnaby, you want to see the, the raw first data. one. No, the, no you, that there is a story to that. So let's put this in context because uh, I'll let you know, Barnaby. The Radio Times put this poll out and she came in last. So they repeated it. Yes. And then wow. she came okay. in second. And the, jo and the Jodie Whittaker diehard fans came along and voted more for it. it was, she actually came last. Yeah, you know, Colin, Colin, Baker, Colin Baker and William Hartnell came before her. That wasn't the answer they were looking for. So they did it again very shortly after. And then she was pushed to the top above David Tennant. Yeah, but JT, JT, you're lying because she's the best doctor since. She's the best doctor ever. Oh, my God. She's so, like, inspiring. The Radio Times yeah. wouldn't lie. Would they? <laughs> it, it was, it was extraordinary. Not. It was extraordinary watching that poll run out because, as you said, the, the turnaround, that it was literally one poll on the Wednesday, another poll by the Saturday at the latest. And then over on social media, you'd got basically sort of extreme Jodie Whittaker fans who were boasting about the fact that they created multiple accounts so they could vote over yes. and over and over again. You know, which I know a lot of them are, are, are simple-minded children or, you know, some, some of them are just simple-minded adults. So you could say they know no better and to leave them to their, their little games. But obviously when those figures get... Those were the ones of the two polls 
the figure that got quoted was the second figure and not the first. So, yeah, you think, oh, come on. But I'll game. always say this. I'll always say this, you know. And as I said last time I said this, JT disagreed. It could yeah. have worked. Yeah. It could Absolutely. have worked. If they did it properly, if they get the right person, if they, they treat her like a female, if they, you know, if they've got better showrunner. They could have. Okay, I'll give up, JT. I, I will <laughs> stop, not, JT. With better writing, I, I just me, JT. <laughs> it's not been complete condemnation. We have we have more generous-minded souls out there. We've got this from Stephen Moffat. He put this out over on Instagram. Ah, it breaks my heart when a doctor, with a doctor who resigns, it feels like there's a vacancy in the in the universe. Who will keep the lights on for the children? Who will fight the monsters in our dreams? And goes on to. Pretty much, it, it, it just goes publicity. on basically. Yeah, yeah, he does really. I mean, he does. The, he does the publicity and the talking up that Chris Chibnall seems to find it impossible to do. And we even got Russell T Davies chipping in there on the same Instagram message. So he they're, the they're sort of running defence. Uh, yeah, as you would you would expect this. You exactly. would expect this from yeah. colleagues. You know, it's, it doesn't really mean anything. But you know, it did make me laugh. Another thing that did that made me laugh was a report from Hugh Fullerton in the Radio Times. Oh. Bless him. Yeah. Oh, we love him. So he said, right. he's not giving up on this era. Everybody else is, including Chris Chibnall, including the BBC, but not Hugh Fullerton at the Radio Times. He he put the headline out, Jodie Whittaker's leaving Doctor Who. Now is the time to show off what she can do with this nine episodes. It's episode. her third season. <laughs> it's her third season. And now it's the time for her to show us what she can do. It's absolutely no. yeah. extraordinary. Well, yeah. He expanded. <laughs> he expanded. Whilst Whitaker's always been winning in the central role during her tenure, the Doctor has often taken a back seat, often more an ensemble player. Despite hints in the timeless child storyline, after 22 episodes, it still feels like we haven't had her quintessential Doctor's moment. But there's still time to deliver it, and leave the 13th Doctor on a high. <laughs> there's a rumor. There's a rumor that um they brought in a script doctor in for this for this next season. Currently, they got somebody that's uh, that's not going to be credited for writing some of these up and coming well, episodes. Have Joss you heard Whedon. that? Well, Joss Whedon, <laughs> not Joss Whedon. <laughs> if that's the case, why are they paying a script editor? Because they've got one or two script editors on the show, so that's their job. Well, well, well. No, I I think they've brought in a specialist apparently. So um so they're trying to. They don't. They they don't want him to write anymore. Put it that way. So they've they've got this person into. That's what I heard. I mean, you know, I don't know if it's true. I will say that now. Well, pinch of salt. Well, pinch of salt. Well, <laughs> one day, and if, it, if it is, nothing wants to know why the BBC is spending money that they shouldn't be. They have to keep I, they have to keep face, don't they? That's why they do. Mm. Guys, I'm no script editor, but I could easily improve those scripts. With, uh, <laughs> Anyone can. With a packet, with a packet of Swan Vestas. <laughs> yeah. So. Yes, we've got that from the Radio Times. We've got Stephen Moffat coming out and, and uh, saying, you know, doing the publicity thing for the BBC, for Chris Chimnall. But obviously speculation is, is now rife. This is the Doctor Who world. Of course speculation is rife. And we have, yeah, we have this from Neil Gaiman, celebrated yeah. comics, comics writer and novelist and showrunner of American Gods and now the Sandman show for Netflix. So people went straight to him over on Netflix to sort of petition for him to take the reins. Oh, uh, know, the way that they do. Now, Neil Gaiman is woker than woke. He's the Gandalf of woke all of yep. a sudden. 
basically Neil Gaiman yep. is nothing nothing better and nothing worse than Kevin Smith at this point. He will say whatever if he thinks the wind is blowing in that direction. But he Somebody gave this excuse. <laughs> He's going to Trenton. He says, I'm spoken for, I'm afraid, and I'd much rather write an episode of Doctor Who than show run several seasons. That sounds to me like somebody who uh, he's got Avoiding one of the things he wants to do. And maybe this is a poison chalice. I don't know how you guys yeah. feel about it. We've got somebody else I'm about to bring in. He's got his own show starting in a couple of hours, but he's uh, he's beaming in from another planet. Sphere Beckin, the rabbi. Yeah. Hello, if we're talking about rumors, I, I got a rumor again. I have no idea the veracity of it whatsoever. Uh, I had a rumor uh, that uh, from somebody who was working on the production art side of the new of the new series thirteen, and he, they said that the general consensus was the first script is uh, uh, terrible. It's just unbelievably bad. They said the second script was quite good, and the third script script is incomprehensible. So uh, uh, you know, listen. If they have brought in a script editor, you know, a script doctor, it doesn't sound like 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 they're doing much. And I just want to like chime in. Uh, uh, I, yeah. I don't think there's until we hear uh, that there's a new showrunner, a new production team. Doctor Who is cancelled. Yeah, and I think I think yeah, that's a good right. thing, quite frankly. It's, I think it's the early time Doctor Who. We shouldn't use the word cancelled, it's just out of production. <laughs> Isn't that cancelled? <laughs> no, it's no, not. No. Cancelled yeah, means, cancelled means yeah, I know, it's I know, not. I know. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. I was joking. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 think the, I think if we'll, we'll, they'll probably get another production team to do a standalone special yeah, next year, so. 2023. Probably David Tennant, of, like, they'll never get Capaldi back. He is not interested. Right, yeah, he's really, really not interested whatsoever, and his star is rising, and the BBC are like gutted right they now. Broke they, they broke his yeah. heart. I broke his heart. That's why. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He loves. So I think the, the, the earliest we'll it. get a new uh, uh, a new series will be 2024 with a new production team. Who knows what the political, uh, sociological, ideological wins will be blown. Like, like, who could tell where we will be this year from last year? Maybe next year, if if you're if you're not a white male, it's bad. I don't know. I don't know. They just whatever it could be. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. So I think if they're not doing anything by 2024 till 20, which is what what I think we're, we're up to, uh, I'll uh, you know I, I'm not as worried as I as I am for Star Trek. Star Trek is dead. August 1st is the day so Star Trek a, died. Star Trek is dead. Uh, as as a comics guy, Rabbi, how do you feel about about Neil Gaiman? He says he's too busy. Is that any great loss? Neil Gaiman's yesterday's news now. Uh, well, listen, he'll probably be better than Chibnall. <laughs> and uh, oh, well. I don't know. Listen, I, 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 no. did, I quite like bits of... Uh, uh, what's that show? Um, not American Gods. The big one he did with Amazon. Um uh, oh, good, good omens. omens. Good, o good omens. Yeah. Good omens, right? Okay, but that was just seemed like too twee and not, um, yeah, not not enough to like it. It, it seemed like less. It seemed less serious than the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and it was mm -hmm. like it seemed to be the spiritual successor to that. Um, so I'm not sure if he's got really the 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 uh, what was it the 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 spectrum, the 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 breadth of uh, of of ability to be able to do a show like Doctor Who, 
He can do. He look. He's an excellent writer, and he can certainly do an episode of Doctor Who, and he's done good episodes of Doctor Who. Yeah. But I, I, you know, Rusty Davis understood popularism. I don't remember any episodes you wrote that were good. <laughs> so I'll debate well, you on that one. <laughs> you all right, the Doctor's so, Wife. Yeah, the Doctor's Wife. Yeah, that was awful. Yeah. Absolute awful. I, I, I liked like, it. For me, it was an entertaining right. hour. Yeah. I, listen, I like put Matt Smith in anything being the Doctor. I'm normally <laughs> happy. Right? That's the way. If I'm upset, put Matt Smith on. I'll be like, ah. <laughs> it's a Marmite. It's a Marmite episode. I think that has to be accepted. Personally, I love it too. If Neil Gaiman is out. There is somebody who threw his hat into the ring. Yeah, he's a, a veteran chance. of a veteran of genre TV, and uh, you know I love the fact that he's interested. So yeah, Joe Michael Straczynski, the the man behind Babylon Ooh. Five, he's the man who was straight onto Twitter saying me 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 with his hand up Barnaby. Did you watch Babylon yeah. Five? And how did you I, I love about Babylon this guy? Five. Well, he's he's brilliant at like serialized kind of like um, stories. Yeah. So yeah, I mean he's he's. Or is that the word? When he's a long, really drawn-out storyline that, that lots of hints all over the place. I mean, that's what Babylon Five was. So I would, I would be very, very happy with that. Definitely. No. And I suppose, though, that, any, so. I suppose yeah. although that show, no, you could that show, although that show, Ian, is famous for, as Barnaby mm. says, that overarching storyline. Yeah. There was a lot of there were a lot of smaller stories in that show as well, weren't there? Which may may t chime with Doctor Who. It may work. I mean, I mean, quite frankly, anyone that steps into showrunner is going to be better than Chibnall. Let's face it. So That's the thing is, though, what they have to do, what they have to do is they have to good, bring in a good showrunner and they have to bring in um, talented and experienced writers to actually mail some some of that story together. That's what they have to do. But they're not going to do. Well, hopefully they'll do that. I've got to be positive, like like JT says. Yeah, positive. I mean, we're all assuming they're going to replace Chibnall with a showrunner. Now, let, let's look at this from a British point of view. Yeah. Doctor Who never had a showrunner beforehand. We had a producer and a script editor. It was only Russell that brought in this American format for a 45-minute show. They may actually decide it hasn't worked now. It's run its course. They may take well, it back to a producer and a script editor. Well, I think that I think that's something that we've got to look at. Now, when it comes to this chap, I can't say his surname because I don't I'm I'm aware of him, but I don't know him. I tried to watch Babylon 5 back in the day and disliked it after episode two. I thought it was nonsense. And my best friend loves it. Uh, so, Raymond, I'm apologizing to you yet again. But, <laughs> but the whole thing about this is, you know, it's, it, why is it? Why would he doing the show be right for the British public, the license fee paying public? I mean, this is what fans, especially fans out with the United Kingdom, forget. This show is paid for by the license fee. It has to be approachable, and every single person in the United Kingdom, no matter what age they are, has to be able to watch it. Putting somebody like him in, I don't think he'd get the Britishness of that and the importance of that to say, this is for the license fee public. Yes, it's, it's sold outside the, 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 the United Kingdom, but that has to be secondary, especially when they're looking at doing something if the public in the United Kingdom do not watch this show as they are not doing now, there is no show as there is now. You might, you might be right. I mean, you know, the, the Americans don't really get that. You, you see what they've done with Loki. They tried to copy Doctor Who and it was terrible. But um, 
you know, I, I didn't watch it because um, some yeah, of you on did. the Facebook said don't lot, bother. <laughs> I did well. A lot of people say that it's it's very much like Doctor Who, the time the time variants and all that stuff. I, I don't see it personally. I don't see it personally. But I, I agree with you that it should be a British uh, guy. And I don't mind the term showrunner because literally showrunner is the same thing that you mentioned, producer and uh, and script editor. So basically, it's they just it's just under another name, but they do the same job anyway. So I don't mind that. But yeah, I agree with you. It should be a British guy that understands Doctor Who a bit, you know, and understands the the the, the tone of Doctor Who in a British yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. And as I've said on, the, on a lot of the Facebooks when I saw this, we have a lot of talent in the United Kingdom. And as the BBC, I would be asking questions if they took such an important role out of the United Kingdom and pay the talent that isn't in the country. And right now, quite frankly, I'm going to get a bit political here now. We have to buy as much British as we possibly can because we are in trouble. Given the fact what you've just said, now I've been musing on this for a couple of days as well, with Doctor Who going out of production. And it could be a while until we see the uh, the results of whatever happens next. Maybe it could be that the showrunner role sort of, again, evolves into something else. But maybe the entire production could evolve. Maybe it could become a yeah. BBC Studios thing, lock, stock, uh -huh. because a lot, a lot can happen in two years. And the culture at BBC Studios is the same but different, broadly different. speaking, I think. And for that matter, could they decide that, um, that Doctor Who being based at BBC Wales has also outlived its usefulness too and this show could be could be mounted elsewhere in the uk at one of like the scotland other locations. No, well, well you know what um jt's right because uh, it's got a it's got a it's got a um what is it tax break a huge tax break thing that everybody's going to scotland now to shoot it's crazy isn't it? and uh, so. very welcome in fact all the space bookers you know, come to Scotland. We are open for business. Never mind what certain little people might be telling you on the telly. Please come to Scotland. Industry, please come to Scotland. We've got great places here. Sod everyone else. Come to us. We want you. We need you. <laughs> well, I think one of the things that when they when they revived the show in 2005 that they really got 100% right was making a lot of the very, very iconic international London landmarks front and centre throughout, yeah. throughout it. Because it, it, it yeah. had this, this thing. I think the thing that really elated everybody about it was it was very slick, it was very really contemporary, but it was so British. It was yeah. so incredibly British. And you just don't get that with Sheffield still. And I don't get me wrong, <laughs> I don't mind Sheffield, right? But it's not like you don't have you don't have like hordes of tourists flying in to look at the still works, yeah. you know. Yeah, I totally agree. And that was that was the beauty of the whole thing that Russell wanted to do. He wanted red buses. He wanted the London Eye. He wanted that essential thing because it also grounded it back into new viewers like Barnaby and, and, and Charlotte that were coming into the show. This was suddenly a British family drama. That's the other thing we, the fans forget. It's a family drama. This is a tea time usually or around about seven o'clock um, show where the family can sit down. Tom, used, Tom Baker used to say Doctor Who should still be the show that mum and dad and the kids and granny and grandpa or whatever the families are in whatever format you've got them today can sit down together. And that's what a new person putting the show out and what the BBC needs to understand it is. It's not a political agenda. It's not a mouthpiece for anybody to use like it has been for Whitaker and Chibnall. It's a, an open drama for the whole, anybody, for the whole of the United Kingdom and anybody else to watch outside the United Escapism, Kingdom if they want to. Adventure. 
to I don't know. Family sit down and see stuff anymore. Oh, they did, Ian. When when Doctor Who came back, Charlotte, you might be able to back me up on this because you because you're younger. But when Doctor Who came back, I mean, oh, we don't I, mind that now. <laughs> I don't mind anyway, you know me. But you know, it's it, it, when it, when it came back in two thousand and five, young kids were watching in a family environment, and that's why the ratings were so high because mum and dad sit down with the kids. But no, because we just ex explain why because they've lost yeah. that audience. The kids have grown up; they didn't retain that. Well, they, they took it away from the family now. element. It's not a family it, show anymore. It, it, well, it's not like, the phone. It, it's it's dude, It's not. I, I used to watch Doctor Who with with, uh, with my kids when it came back. So yeah, no, but now well. I'm talking it about really now. Was. It, was, it was blissful. And, and it, yeah, they, got, they, 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 they all got older and they kind of like stayed into it a little bit with Capaldi. No one's interested in the Whitaker. Whitaker, yeah. nobody likes it. Yeah. It's not, yeah. I mean, the only people who like it are guardian reading mothers who want yeah. to feel good and like shove them and tie their kids to a chair in Do front you know of them. No. I don't think we can. When we talk about family, <laughs> when we talk about family viewing everybody, I don't think we mm. necessarily need, have to take it literally as in everybody no. watching around the TV anymore. I think it can be family viewing and, and it can be shared by They're a family. Yeah. Char yeah. Charlotte, <laughs> even if people are watching it in separate rooms on tablets and phones or whatever, and then talking about it in the kitchen over mealtime Exactly. It, yeah, because like I the next I, next version of that. Yeah, be, because my my mum's not into genre, so it'd be my dad and my younger brother. All three of us used to watch this show together, and like yeah. in stages, we've all sort of stopped. Uh, like my dad sort of knew it, and it was my dad who actually he didn't introduce me to Doctor Who. He was the one who, when I saw the trailers for Eccleston start to be played on the BBC, yeah. he was the <laughs> one who told me about Doctor Who. And he sort of said, I think you'll like it, give it a go. So we'd watch it mm. with me. And yeah. I can remember he watched Whitaker the first season with me. And he just said to me, well, she's not very good and the stories are boring. Mm. Yeah, that's a shame. So it was and, like, and yet, that was what my dad said that to me. So that's stopped. the voice of the general. That's the voice of the general. I, I, you know what, like, when they have this new series, that like, when somebody takes over, they have to basically keep the tone of Doctor Who, but they also have to introduce something else, something that's new, something that will bring today's audience into Doctor Who, and that's going to be very hard for the next person that takes over, really. Well, look, I'm sorry. I disagree. I, I, disagree. I, I think disagree. you just make good engaging Go to the core of what Doctor Who is. It'll it'll bring people in. I, I've said this over and over again. You know, the big finish. That's what I said, though. Sorry, that's what I said. That's what I said, though. You said, said they that. weren't. It'll be hard to bring them in. No, I, I said they should keep the tone of Doctor Who, which is what you said just now. They should keep the yeah. tone, but also the fact that I have to introduce something fresh and new to the Doctor, just like it's like um RT did, and it, just like you know, be, just like Moffat did as well. To. You know. I, I think Doctor Who has always been best, and I've been just been watching season twenty-four. It's always been super contemporary. The season twenty-four Blu-rays, it's so eighties. It's just so yeah. insanely, 80s. and that's. Glorious. I mean, I, I hate to say it, I guess Whitaker's uh, run is so twenty twenty, so twenty twenty. Like it's garbage, like everything else. Mm. But like, I think if we just if they made engaging TV shows, I mean, yeah, the yes. thing I, I was going to give is. Big Finish did a box set for uh, Donna Noble, like a four-disc box set, just with her, with Donna Noble as like David uh, David Tennant as a uh, as a cameo. If the BBC just made that shot for shot, oh, from, stop, from the box set, no. they, I'm saying if they did, they will be getting ratings in the nine, ten, eleven million. Because <sighs> why? Because it's not I, an agenda. It's just a fun, enjoyable show. Simply People, because it's. 
simply because yeah. it's simply because Rabbi, it is a fun, engaging, lean little story, and right, and that on TV would have broad appeal with a character at the centre of it that people just like. That's the that's the the secret recipe that sort of is eluding a lot of people who who have their hands on these biggest of brands. Barnaby, could it be that over the next 18 months to two years, that if things are going to power down, that it could be potentially the most creative, ex creatively exciting and wide open space for them to reconceive it? Or, or do you think that's reinventing the wheel? Do you think it's unnecessary? I, I'm still under the, I think they might double down. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it's, it's a, fantastic opportunity for them to uh you know really sort of expand bring in new people have a real like test of what people actually want and people want entertainment from it they don't want to be lectured yeah. from it at all so but <laughs> i i don't know i mean the, i i heard about the kurtzman news as well and i was like hmm that, yeah. that, that, beyond me, right? that, that curse when you, you know what it is? It's billionaires in a hedge fund going, oh, just, yeah. give it the, just give them the contract, be done. I can't be bothered. Like, it's idiots with too much money, with way too much money, way too much power, not knowing what they're doing. I, 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 it might have been a middle finger to the fans, but I just really, it doesn't matter that nobody watches it. It just finger. matters. That it's like, never mind the quality, fill the whip. That's with Doctor, <laughs> with Doctor Who, I mean, we, people are, are reading far too much into it. Doctor Who is actually basically very, very simple. It's about a man who travels around in a spaceship that's bigger on the inside than the outside through time and space and battles monsters. Ta-da! It's not rocket science. That's all you have to do. Um, and, 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 you know, start with that. that. That's it. You don't have to bring anything fresh because the show will be fresh because you'll have new writers writing about monsters and this guy in a frock coat, probably velvet, you know, battling them without, you know, it went out too much into it. And that's what the, the British public definitely want. And we know that now. As fans, we have to embrace that. And we have to bring that element back. It's not no, difficult. Okay, JT, when, I'm, when I say they have to bring something fresh into it, what I, I don't mean to change anything. What I mean to say is that, like, for instance, the way Spielberg directs a film and the way, say, Joe Bloggs from England directs a, directs a film, he has, they have to bring something something unique to maybe the direction or the way it's lit or the way they, they yeah, he treats oh, the I'm actors. Oh, sure that would or, happen you know I mean? So yeah, the thing is, yeah. though, you have to find someone with talent to do that. That's I think you, well, we, I think we've got that because, you know, depending where they do this now, we do have that British talent. We've also got some new generation desperately struggling trying to get into it mm. who will have that fresher. I'm not worried about that aspect. I'm, I'm just very, very excited about the post. I don't think they will double down. I think they will have to learn. And I think I they will bring so. it back either as a series of movies for 2023, three at least, mm. to test the market, as I've said before. But, you know, Doctor Who is like, it's like, in a sense, and some fans are not going to like this, but it is like pantomime. It is a, it is a British tradition, and the format is there for you. So, Barnaby, I don't know if you've done um, pantomime or if you're, if you're interested in doing pantomime, going into it, but look Great. what that, that format is about every year. I mean, you, you don't mess with those formats. You have the man in drag playing the woman. You've got the baddie. You've got the booing. You get the kids involved. That's family entertainment. And Doctor Who, in a sense, has that sort of feel. People still go and see that as well I, I, over I and over again, yeah. Yeah, Charlotte. Yeah, but I, I think where the hope comes from, and I'm with JT here, I think this current era we're living through is not liked. Doctor Who in general, as a known brand, as part of the British culture, that is still loved. Look at the amount yes. of celebration you are seeing yes. right now. Look at the amount of fans who have suddenly started to, to speak up, who are no longer being silent, 
who were having their voices finally coming back, that's not going to go anywhere. If, if you have to put it to sleep, that's probably the better term for two or three years, that, that's going to grow. That's going to get louder and louder. And, and Charlotte, louder. It's, not just, it's not just the fans like us who've been sort of forced into silence <laughs> yeah. and, and unfriended and cancelled and all yeah. that kind of thing. But it's people, people maybe like your dad who who uh, decided just to stop watching and to stop talking important gradually people. by default. Yeah, the important British public decided just by default that this wasn't worth their time anymore and gradually stopped talking about it. So now to see all... all well, yeah, I'm going to yeah, implode, kind of like the rabbi said. The ground sort of go from under it. Now people feel justified in being able to say, well, you know, they probably should never have done this. They probably should never have done that. It was crap when they did this. Oh, I tried that. It was terrible. Gradually, people are, co are coming out and saying what they really mean about this show. Yeah, yeah. And, and like and we were saying, the, the, point, the BBC oh. will see that. And I yeah. and I can I, I hope do so. think Good the job. amount of celebration, then that's not going to go ignored. That's not going to go... The BBC aren't going to ignore that completely. They'll see that. They'll, they'll think some I people hope so. at the BBC. Why are they I, also? Uh, I, I don't think they want to see anything. I really, I mean, where I think it is, I just don't think they have a choice. I think the BBC is facing collapse. Uh, they, look, the million people have left over the last two years, I think it's going to double this year. Right. Yeah. I, I, and I think that's going so to reach a critical point. They know it's happening. Right. Mm -hmm. I think most likely they're going to use Doctor Who. As some kind of pawn to say, look what happened. Now we're defunding the BBC. We've lost all these popular shows like Doc. We can't afford to make them. No, I think it'd be the other way. I think it's going to be the other way. I think people might myself. This is going to happen. So this is going to happen uh, regardless of the actual content, though, isn't it? Because the license fee, the time is up. It doesn't really matter how good or, ho or how bad the programming is. People have decided they don't want to pay for this this model of the BBC anymore, yeah. and it just doesn't work for them anymore. Sorry, JT. Yeah. No, I, t I totally agree, Dan. And, and last year did not help the BBC. 2020 politically, and I'm talking in the real world, was a yeah, tremendous... Twitterland. Well, it, it hit the BBC badly last year, hence why there's been a million. Yesterday did not help with BBC Sport. What a load of idiots they were with BBC Sport what yesterday. Happened? Yesterday, BBC Sport tweeted, because yesterday was a fairly controversial day at the Olympics. A transgender woman was competing in an uh, Olympic sport yesterday. Now, that has been very controversial for lots of different reasons. But the BBC Sport decided in their wisdom yesterday to tweet out that if anybody saw anything hateful, that they should be reported to BBC Sport headquarters and they would inform the police. So therefore, you're automatically alienating more of your audience, especially uh, women who wow. got them. There were, and the British public turned. You can go and look at the, the tweets. Of the, if they're still there, the British public turned and said, no, we have a right to an opinion. This is still, I'm hanging by a thread, a democratic country. And how dare you as the BBC tell us when we pay you, you should be on the line. But I think the BBC will look at all their output now and they will be aware of what's going on. They will be aware of the lack of money that's coming in. And I've got this feeling that somewhere along the line, they're going to say they're going to use various shows like Doctor Who and other big bonds to say, come back, come back to us. Look what we're showing you now. I, You've I, got I think, this I now. That's what happens, that happens after the apocalypse, like after it implodes, right? <laughs> but the apocalypse is now. What was the, the sport, by yeah, the way? I mean, I, I, like, EastEnders getting three million, under three million. 
What yeah. do you think Doctor Who's going to do? I mean, really, yeah, it, it, exactly. you know yeah. how bad it's going to get. What was the sport, in the, in JT? The, it's, one series, it's one story. That means if you miss the first episode, you have no idea what's going on, and you're not exactly. invested, and you don't like the people. There's only so much Dan Bishop can do to make you stay on the channel, right? There's only, like, like this... <laughs> Yeah, a charming yeah. smile only gets you so far, especially when you've got the drag factor of Whitaker's gurning at you. Yeah. Well, and then, of course, you'll have ITV and Channel 4 putting on whatever. I mean, the Darling Buds of May is coming back. It's being filmed right now. It's ready. It's going to be uh, in the autumn Walsh. with Bradley Walsh. And then you've got the brand new series of All Creatures Great and Small coming on Channel 5. Uh, and I, ITV and, and Channel 4 and Channel 5 are not daft. They are in this for ratings. They will compete with Doctor Who. What was um, the what was the sport? What, um, it was weightlifting. Oh, okay. So I just wanted to know. Uh, I mean, you got you got to look at the pictures, okay? This uh, 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 if you if you not as a trans woman, you would have okay. no idea. I mean, it's like yeah. I mean, like this this person. Mr. Brown's right down there. Mr. Brown's saying there. Yeah. Let me just stop that there. Okay, without us going into that issue, I think regardless what our beliefs are about that very complex issue, the BBC, as Mr. Brown yeah. and the Alliance is saying here, the BBC think they know better and, and should be lecturing us how to live our lives. That is absolutely overstepping the mark for the BBC on any topic at all that I can think of. The, it, it, that's, and I you don't think they're going to double they, down? I cannot believe that they well no. it depends on I if think that they will the if they can, who, but I don't depends, think they can. It depends if that where that came from. If that came from the people who run their social media accounts, yeah, uh, falling into some sort of guidelines, I think it's impossible to say based on that. Obviously, it's not a good sign, but it's no. more it's further <laughs> indication of, of massive problems at the BBC and this overinflated attitude and this this uh, holier than now mentality that they and this this feeling that they seem to be sort of sanctified in some way. I mean, is Netflix sanctified or Amazon or ITV for that matter? It's no. absolutely yeah. outrageous. No, they, 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 it, it was the last director general that he on his way out. He said it was uh, you know the most important thing the BBC does is educate the British public. Why yeah. the pr the problem is now, of course, is that thanks to the uh, overwhelming. Uh, nonsense from Hollywood. We have been infected by that, and it's, it's not just the BBC. Yes, um, the other production companies in in Britain have this element now because this what 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 all this comes down to is it's very well natured, good meaning people jumping on very misplaced bandwagons. That's that's all it happens to be, and they don't fully understand this. Now I can say this as, as a member of 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 um, a now divided and very argumentative much in the same way as doctor who fandom community the gay community is split all over you know we are no longer lgbt we are lgbtqia a bbc channel 4 itv plus i mean that is just nonsense no we're not i'm you know it, 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 there's all these different communities coming through and that whole thing there is because a lot of people have been jumping on bandwagons to say well this needs to be done and this needs to be done and that tick box needs to be done and yet when you boil it down to the actual essence of the human being it's because people genuinely believe in equality but that word is being divided and misguided and it's not equality Another word and that's what's happening with show business actually you, 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 you want to say really interesting like like the blew my mind i thought thought about this what you day before yesterday yeah that the, the the fundamental premise of the bbc and i think chibnall uh, and whitaker well is let, me, that, let me step uh, in there it, let me step in there for a moment rabbi because somebody mentioned something a moment ago about the bbc being there to educate us and that word 
that word to educate, that's that's made my ears prick up because the original remit for the BBC from their very their, their very foundation, educate wasn't in there. It, it, I know it may seem seem like splitting hairs, but the BBC the BBC's remit was to inform, entertain, and to, and to entertain. Just those right. two things, Rabbi. But things, but educate is slightly different, isn't it? Educate yeah, schools is, and is, colleges is, is, is much, much yeah. more associated. Well, listen, the, the, what's going on in their heads is they think there's this thing called unconscious bias, and that nobody can control it. That if you see a woman in authority, you'll be like, ah, no, no. Or if you see a black person, you'll be like, ah, no. You know, and they, they really genuinely think that. So they think the way to co to combat that is uh, uh, is to subtly put in their programming that women are people too and black people are people subtly. too right subtly subtly but if you look at the viewing figures of doctor who which is i've looked at a lot it absolutely disproves the premise that there is unconscious bias right yeah well i love that yeah and why because it started out woman who fell to worth biggest ratings they had in 10 years 50 like they did incredibly well why because we're not racist we're not bigoted we're not sexist nobody yeah. like nobody went oh a woman doctor who like there was always that when I say nobody, nobody in the British public went, Oh, Women's Doctor Who, there's no way I can watch that. We everybody tuned in and they had every um every advantage in the world. They just yeah, every blew chance it. Of success. Yeah. Right. They just blew it. But again, it disproved the fundamental premise. Fundamental premise that they're they I love that. Waking <laughs> or sleeping. Brilliant. Brilliant. Very good. Never oh, mind. God. I do have to run. I have a show in an hour. If you finish, come over to me. Everybody come Cheers, over. Rabbi. Don't right. miss that. See you, rabbi. rabbi from another planet. Bye. Bye. Do Bye. Bye. Put it back together again for you before your very eyes and ears. Bless my <laughs> ears, Jesus. Ears <laughs> Dan, can I ask a question about your graph? Yes. What was what, yeah. what on the graph there? You've got what's the um can you just like what's the resolution bit there? Sorry? Resolution of the Go on, uh, resolution of the Daleks. That episode is—is is that—is that what it means? Yes. That's no, that's, that, that's, no, that's the first special. Isn't that the first special resolution? Yeah, that's is this a is this yeah. a, Chris, a, a New Year thing then? Right, Day, right, New 20, Year. 20, so that was their first special at the end of their first series. So it picked up a little bit and then it just plummeted again. Right, I'm with you now. Okay, thank you. It's because I don't know the episode titles because I don't count the Whitaker or Chibnall eras, Doctor Who. I can't really, I can't really knock you for that. Uh, yes. So before we leave this topic, oh, before we leave this topic completely, I want to yeah. draw your attention to this. It's I wanted the rabbis here on. This is what comes to think of it. But no, the Radio Times. Back at the Radio Times, everybody. Obviously, we, we're talking about showrunners and the BBC and all that corporate stuff this time. And thanks for being here for all of that. But of course, this is Doctor Who. And even when there is a sitting Doctor in residence, people are always Ooh. talking about who's going to be next. And of course they are they are now. So here we are. This is I don't know if there are many polls out there. This one's at the Radio Times and it's been running the last couple of days, I believe. So this is this is now, this is the latest, biggest one. This is uh, yeah, who should be the next doctor from the Radio Times? Voting has closed on this. And oh, that's good. We see a lot of names here, Charlotte. A lot of the familiar sort of names that you would expect to see. Ollie Alexander again. Joe Martin again. Richard Iowardi again. And uh. Michaela. Interesting that Michaela Cole, that the newspapers do not stop going on about. She is nowhere. She's not polling any more than a, a relative un, unknown like Alfred Enoch, an actor I've always liked for the part. Or, uh, or Harry Melling there. 
Uh, we've got various people. But yeah, if you scroll down, there's Kelly McDonald also at 2%. There's no real clear leaders. But Andrew Scott, for, who was Moriarty in Sherlock there, he's doing very well, isn't he, JT? He is, and he's a great actor he's a, a a lovely touch and i i was saying earlier you know i i like andrew scott because he's what i would term a proper actor he gets on with the job he puts everything into it he brings the script to life he controls a character and creates a character and then he goes home and you don't hear about him any, you know much on twitter or anything like this and i i love that i respect that i think that's how it should be you know and um it's, I, what gets me about the radio times as ever we know it's shill it's no longer um uh, in a house publication at the BBC. It hasn't been for years, but they do have that link, obviously, still into the BBC. But look at the look at the names on this. I mean, I, yeah, I, we, I've been saying for a while got, now, what frustrates me? Well, I wanted to mention a couple of these in particular. We've got Johnny Lee Miller here. And Ian, this is somebody that you've mentioned as a possible yeah. doctor for me several times. I, and he's polling at 4%, which is quite a lot on this poll, to be honest. Well, yeah, I think... Um, <laughs> I think uh, J Johnny Lee Miller would make a really good doctor. I mean, look at the stuff that he did in Sherlock, uh, Elementary. I, I loved Elementary. A lot of people didn't like Elementary, but I thought it was a great se great series. And um, he was really terrific in it. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be watching the show. He's a very, 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 very good actor. And he's British. So, And he's yeah. big in America as well. So if they did get him, I think it'll drag the Americans as well as the British people. So, yeah, he's Well, what gets me about the Radio Times in this list is ever is tick the boxes, everybody. Just tick the boxes. Yeah, but, mm. but look, look who's winning. I think that's telling. I really yeah. think who's, who's winning? telling. Michael Joe Sheen. Martin or Michael Sheen? No, no, no. And Richard Owardi as well. I think. Yeah, like, yeah. But mm. no, but think about all the rhetoric out of certain bits of fandom we've been hearing. Look at what's winning: male and then yeah. different, different mm. ethnic males. That's what's winning mm. that poll. If that isn't a sign to the BBC that this era has failed, and you need to go back to 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 a traditional doctor. I, that's why I, I, I'm quite happy with some of the... I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be None surprised of us are under if, any illusions that Michael Sheen will take this part, but he is no. the clear yeah, he leader won't. there, Ian. He won't. No, I, I don't think, think he will either, Ian. I think the no. BBC will go for Richard, though. I reckon the BBC is... I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, I think this is a poison oh, chalice. I've said this before now. I think this is going to be... Uh, I think you're going you're to have to go to a very capable actor. And we're talking Eccleston standards here with very, very good scripts and very good promises because, you know... Um, I mean, this does now have a reputation in the industry as well, this show. Um, I've heard recently that a particular person from the past of Doctor Who, um, who Hugh used Grant. to be in the show, who used to be in the show, has turned around and said, and it, pardon my French for this, but I'm ad-libbing here as well, I said, thank fuck for that, in response to the news on Thursday. Maybe now we can get fandom back together. So some of them are actually very, you know, so if that's gone around there, then it, it is in the industry as well. And I think it's going to have to be an intro. It'll be an interesting choice, an interesting talent. And I think they're going to have to do a big sell. Mm. Whoever it was out there that said that, whichever of our, of our uh, prestigious, much-loved Doctor Who family said that, we're with you 100%. A quick hello here to TARDIS time in the chat. Eki Thump. Hi, everyone. Hi to yourself, TARDIS time. Hey, Eki and Thump. Some support here from JFO yeah. for Colin Morgan. He would be good. Option. He would be. I, he was I, I Merlin, wasn't he? Merlin. Yeah, I was mm. a massive Merlin fan. Like, part of that era of Doctor Who, and when Doctor Who wasn't on, you had Merlin. So I watched yeah. both. And I think 
he looks a lot different now. If you ever see pictures of him, he looks a lot older. So it's grown into his face, isn't it? Yeah, I think he could pull it off, especially if they. Because I've got a feeling if we do get a male doctor, I think they will go young, just so they can get sort of more merch opportunities, more female fans coming back. I think they'll go middle-aged, personally. I think Colin Morgan, I think we've missed the boat with him. He's a wonderful talent. I've seen him in a film recently called Benjamin. What a star. What an absolute, incredible character actor he is. Um, I think we've missed the boat with him. I think he'll just turn his nose up at something like Doctor Who. I really, I really do. We also missed Tom the Ellis. boat with Tom Ellis here, Tom Ellis. Ian. Oh, yeah, God, yes. A, a suggestion from Derek McManus. Just yeah. cast Tom Ellis. He would be He would be yeah, but, incredible. And and but, he out, out, so many boxes, yeah. Ian. But out of be, all of them... Out of all of them, Tom Ellis is probably the best person to go for. The reason why is because he's huge in America and he's also was in Doctor Who and also wants the part. Absolutely. But I would he does want the him. part, yeah. 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 Personally. I, I, I could see him doing three television movies and I think we'd yeah, all I be can. happy with Tom Ellis. And of course, he's yeah. been in the show before. Yeah, he's so. aware of the show. Yeah. So yeah. why not? Yeah, and yeah. if he wants it. Lucifer is coming it. to an end now. So. He did, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see what else is coming to an end. All of this nonsense. <laughs> Yay! Yes. So, uh, just to recap for everybody, uh, Jodie Whittaker and Chris Chibnall are departing Doctor Who. Just in case you've been under a rock for the last four or five days or doing a load of night shifts, they are leaving. And Doctor Who is going out of production. But we are told, we are assured that a next generation of Doctor Who will begin in due course. However long that due course turns out to be we'll be here we're interested we want to hear and we want it to be good of course we do we're doctor who fans but you do get here gloves off doctor who conversation this is this is the real conversation that fandoms have no always had when we're not afraid to speak our <laughs> minds share our opinions and hang out with our friends this is how it used to be this is how Absolutely. it really still is because twitter isn't real everybody it's, uh, before yes it's uh, we're coming up to our famous type 40 ad break everybody say hooray yes <laughs> yes so time for a week like video <laughs> subscribe to the channel yes it's the type 40 t or p break everybody just yeah. because i love you all so much so yeah if you don't need tea or a p sit tight and watch these while, while we check out the adverts where where is it not again. <laughs> You've this lost happened. it. This happened before. This happened before. Sometimes StreamYard completely use, loses what I need it to have. So let, <laughs> give, give me one moment. This yes, is I the brilliant start. thing about this show. You know, even if you're playing it back, it's entertaining, isn't it? It's great, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well I, we'd like to think so. And... Yeah, sometimes sometimes things do go wrong. Of course they do. If this is your first time joining us or your second time, you are here the other day when we did the big uh, live stream on the actual night of the news. Happy to have you back. Please like the video, subscribe to the channel, and hit the little cloister bell for more of all of this and more of all of this. He says, is it ready? <laughs> Give me a moment. Live TVs like Rats. isn't it, Dermot? Hey? I haven't got all your warm-up guys and various other people whispering in my ear. This okay. is just me and my, so, my story. It was this man that went into a bar and um... <laughs> <laughs> let's get it no, it's all good fun. Well, let's it's check good fun. in. 
let's check in with the chat for a moment while that's yeah let's see who's it who's in the who's in the chat let's give us some names because i haven't seen I anybody wish who's in. andrew cartmore would be showrunner i think andrew is yes. enjoying himself doing Ooh. far too many other things uh don't I blame him there's derek hello derek see i i think and i don't know what you guys think i think whoever's next has to not be part of the doctor who click we have to get outside that click right now because that's what i think has got us a bit into the mess we're in because are you talking as a production team or actor production team well, we, did, we did have someone that was outside the click it was chibnall he came in on that was... on that bombshell everybody we we have it now time, time for your tea or your pee we 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 time i'm john Pertby, and you are watching the side Pubsy Bear is back for children in need, and Radio Times features some of the many events in aid of the BBC's appeal for underprivileged children. Philip Schofield helps find out how last year's money was spent, while preparations for this year are made by Sue Cook. Well, Pudsy Bear and I and uh, somebody called Terry Wogan, where's he gone? We'll be here for a dazzling evening of entertainment with a host of stars and some quite extraordinary events. Join us for Children in Need. Doctor Who reaches its 150th story and Radio Times travels through time and space to look at the Doctor's many regenerations. Time now, 27 and a half minutes past eight. And it's a double anniversary when today celebrates 30 years of airtime. Radio Times traces the ancestry of Radio 4's flagship programme back to the formative days of Jack Demanio. Today's 30th anniversary on the front cover of the new Radio Times. From him and me, good morning. Good morning. The journey down to Australia can be rather long haul. Can we see her? I'm not sure. Oh, mind you, she's out there, <laughs> So we've introduced the Singapore stopover. You get to break your trip and relax in a first-class hotel. I suppose you got the day right. Of course I did. I'm not stupid. You get to do a bit of shopping. Maybe take in a few of the sights. Get into the swing of things. Little old ladies don't just disappear in mid-air, Jeffrey. Certainly not grand. She's out of the adventurous type, is she? You can try exotic dishes, make new friends, and meet the locals. Wayne, come along now. We're going home. The Singapore stopover from 8 to 16 pounds a night. Just don't forget to tell the folks. I can't understand it. She's so reliable. Good Food magazine is full of festive inspiration. From delicious meals in minutes and how to create the perfect party menu to Christmas cake ideas for everyone. And with half-price breaks at selected luxury hotels, there's the perfect way to relax in the new year. BBC Good Food magazine, out now. Ah, Christmas in July uh. on Type 40 Live all over again. It's been Christmas since Thursday, Barnaby. <laughs> Anybody peckish yet after seeing that advert? <laughs> no, but isn't it lovely to see Liz? Yeah, oh, glorious, yeah. glorious adverts. Wow. I understand that we do have to lose you now, Barnaby. You've got to, you've got to yes. high tail uh, it somewhere else. Uh, well, uh, 5.45, but uh, so I've got a bit of time. I, I, have you got to work or something? What's going on? <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it's, it's best around. for me to, um, 
It's, it's supposed to be to run off now anyway, actually, because I've got to get the stuff loaded into the car. Yeah, I've got to go to Brighton. So, yeah. I enjoy the we the weather's crap actually. I was back to enjoying the weather. So, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're Thanks, Ian. Thank you. <laughs> we've got. Uh, let's have a look in the chat. That's the best ad break ever. It was says so Alex. good. I agree, Alex. I agree. Time traveling again. Liz says crimpling the balloon. Yes, of course. He's uh, that was nothing to Sarah Jane Smith, wouldn't it? And garbage reminds you guys to oh, hi, garbage. Don't forget to uh, hi, like garbage. the stream, everybody. I couldn't agree more. And Cam Cam says that uh, love love those commercials. We all love the commercials. When commercials used to be used to be worth watching. The yeah, they're not anymore, are they? Yeah, I the noticed shows. that on the very rare occasions I, I managed to glimpse some sort of terrestrial television. I think, what the hell is this nonsense? Yeah. <laughs> well, if Elizabeth Sladen was in them, I'd definitely watch them. I think they'd be so much yeah. better if yeah. Elizabeth Sladen was in all of them. She's in every <laughs> advert ever, ever made advertising <laughs> anything whatsoever. Okay, now we've got no Simon Horton this time. We're, we're short one original. Hooper. Hi, Simon. But Simon has left his little 500-year diary hanging around for just anybody to pick up, which means that we can, this time, bring you on this day in Doctor. Cover your ears. It's bad enough you've had the rabbi and this in the one show, dear JT. So, yeah, hold on to your log holes. Here it comes. We're going back in time on this day in Doctor Who, Doctor Who history, the 3rd of August. <laughs> That's better. Yes. That was a two pair. Here, here we are again. Yes, I've ta taken the volume down a touch. So, yeah, what have we got first? Oh, yes, so, so, yes, uh, this is somebody who's got a big birthday. This is today. John Greenwood, everybody. Does that, thing, uh, does that ring any bells with, with any of you guys? No. Yes. It didn't with me either. But <laughs> this, is, this is John Greenwood, and he oh, played D'Artagnan in the Mind Robber Mind Barnaby. Robber. Yes, like yes he did. Fantastic story, that one of my favorite Troughton episodes. Brilliant. And also very confusing for someone who um, had heard of the master. And then the, there's a master in, I'm like, oh, I thought he didn't turn up until uh, later on. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Fantastic. It one. says here that he was also the fighter ranger for that story and played both D'Artagnan and Sir Lancelot. But in other roles, he was in uh, things like The Avengers and Out of the Unknown. Lots of those kind of action shows of the age. Hmm. Great anything stuff. where fencing was required, I think, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he, yeah, he Go looks on, like sorry. a dashing. He looks like a dashing sort of era, doesn't he? Of those, like that era of, of uh, movies when they're all very dashing, good-looking blokes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, but not to yeah. Delgado, actually. Roger, yeah. Yes, of course, it's this. It's a similar sort of beard, isn't it? Although I do think that Roger Delgado's be uh, beard was uh, was genuine, wasn't it? It was all his it own. Was. Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but what I mean is that they, they were all coming from the same place, as it were, and all working together and doing the rounds and all that sort of stuff. It must have been a wonderful time to, to be working in uh, television and film and theatre. Well, uh, well, I suppose... Hard, didn't they? Mm. I suppose back then, Ian, fighter rangers... Mm. What constituted the screen fight in 1967, 68? <laughs> Probably a different ball game to what you would expect to fight around. Well, it was, it was a lot more dangerous in those days. If you watch some of the fights in actual The Avengers, you know, the, the British TV show The Avengers, they looked very dangerous because the stunt people were actually doing it. They obviously didn't have any time for rehearsals. Doing it for it. And there's that classic story when, um, uh, was it Kathy, who played Kathy Gale uh, the, in the Black Honor Blackman? On a black man actually kicked this guy. It was live. Kicked this guy in the face and split his whole mouth open, and he fell oh into the God. grave in one yeah. shot. So that's a very famous uh, 
So, so yeah, fight arranging wasn't wasn't the same as it is today. Today's much more safer. <laughs> so there you go. So that guy yeah. probably took a few knocks. I think it's, it I think it's fair to say. Yeah, and he's yeah. 92 now, so he's still with us. Is is John? So happy birthday, John. Obviously, wow. what else we got? We've got another birthday as well. Now, this is somebody who you will definitely have heard of or seen in other things. And he's got a birthday. When's this? Uh, tomorrow. This is Martin Jarvis, everybody. Oh, Martin yeah. Jarvis, the uh, treasured British actor, I think, isn't he, Barnaby? He's much loved. Mm. He's respected in the acting world as well. Yes, mm. and also a fantastic voice as well on him. So, yeah, mm, love yeah. it. Yeah. Not as good as yours, though, Barnaby. Uh, well, I, I wouldn't want to. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> uh, Martin had three three main roles in Doctor Who there, JT. Which one of them is your favourite? The Web Planet, Invasion of the Dinosaurs or Vengeance on Varos that we can see on screen? Well, yes, of course, it's it's all three. I mean, dinosaurs. In Invasion of the Dinosaurs, of course, he was a bit, he was a bit uh, nasty. We played the nasty bit. And uh, yeah, I mean, but I, I've loved Martin Jarvis since I was a kid and when I became aware of him, it was due to a BBC comedy. Mm. Um, so he's also done lots of comedy in his time. And of course he was in Titanic, the movie. Mm. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. He turns up everywhere. I remember him being in sitcoms, certainly long before I first saw him in, in Doctor Who. I think he had his sort of big break in the Forsyth saga and those kind of period big solid shows, dramas, yeah. which one would expect with that voice that, that Barnaby quite rightly mentioned of his performances in Doctor Who, that has to be the Governor and Vengeance of Varos. That's mm. my personal favourite. Very, I think it's a very uh, subtle performance and uh, very, yeah, very um, still. Yeah, I mean, and when you when you look at um, what we're going through now, Martin Jarvis, of course, back in the day was always on the hit list as suggested doctors whenever. Um, was he really? when, well, well, yeah, when Tom stepped down, I mean, very nearly. People got it right with Martin because if you look at Martin then and Peter then, yeah, very similar sort of look. Mm -hmm. uh, but Martin Jarvis was mentioned when P uh, Tom stepped down, when Peter stepped down, and then when Colin left the role. Mm. Interesting, interesting. On the 5th of August, which is the oh. 55th anniversary of the original <laughs> release of Dalek's Invasion of 2150 AD, that second Doctor Who Beautiful. movie. I remember uh, the ABC. Hmm. Yeah, I used to show a lot of porn in there. I remember that. <laughs> the, the, the dirty raincoat lot. That's right, see them yeah. All scuffling in and then all scurrying out, slightly yeah. red of face. Yeah. As them sitting down to think they're watching porn and then they get on the invasion, a Dalek invasion of Earth instead. It's like, hang on a minute. <laughs> I, love, I love that bit of a difference. Yeah. I, I love that poster there because, look, it's got the old-fashioned movie that came before the movie. Yeah. Indian paint with Johnny Crawford and Jay Silverheels. Fantastic. Um, happy days when you used to get a film before the film. Yes, yeah, two, I know. Two for the cool. price of one. Because most films, they didn't stretch beyond, I think a long movie back then would have probably lasted 80 minutes, Ian. No, well, no. I mean, that's not true. I mean, I remember going to see two James Bonds for one sitting, you know, you see gold, uh, it was a man, golden gun, and then you'll see Spy Love Me. They used to show them back to back, you know, uh, just to get more people in the cinema. So, it, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't due to time. It was just, I don't know. It was just, just what they it's did. the way we did it. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, people, yeah. there were so many films then as well. I mean, if you went yeah. to see, I believe, a carry on film, for example, you would have a smaller film in, in, in front of it. Yeah. You know, um, it was just the way we did it because there were so many things being churned out and they were commissioned to be, the films beforehand you know it's great disney used to do them as well disney yes. used to do these little shorts before a main yes, film didn't they they? Did. where it'd be a, an animal on an on a, or three animals or something going around a country mm. or something on an adventure or lassie yeah. i don't know what yeah. was, uh... 
We are, mate. Oh, somebody, Jonathan Cox here in the chat reminds us of Pearl and ah. Dean. Pearl and Dean are still around. Yeah, that way. If anybody yeah. out there remembers going to see either of the Dalek movies back in the day, we'd love to hear from you. I think, Not me. I think we're coming to the time where we have to do some sort of dedicated show. About oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that, that whole time, guys. I, I've been, I often hear people, they, people get in touch and say, when are you going to do the movies? When are you going to talk about, when are you going to talk about this or that or the other? But I think well, we'll those movies would be best talked about live here on, mm. on Type 40 Live. And mm. that could be a lot of fun because they made so many people's bank holidays. When did you first see the film, Charlotte? Can you remember? Uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. Because now oh. I do watch-alongs and I'm, part, and I'm watching classics. So it, it yeah. was part of the... And it was so weird to see um, uh, Bernard Cribbins. Yeah. Not being that Wilf. young to yeah. me. I'm used to him being old and I love him in, as Wilf. So when I saw him in that part, I, yeah. and I think what I really liked about them was you could see it was Doctor Who of a type, but it was very yeah. different. And that's what I yes. quite liked about them. Yeah, it's a different it, Doctor. And, and you've yeah. never and seen Carry On then with Bernard Cribbins then? No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, you must watch so, Carry On Spying. He's brilliant. He's absolutely <laughs> brilliant. And his, his comic timing is legendary. He's brilliant. <laughs> There you go. Well, he, we that, talk. That, that's what he was good for, wasn't it? Because it was quite funny. Yeah. And then was it a couple of weeks yeah. ago? I watched Fault. I watched Faulty Towers for the first time. Yeah. And then <laughs> really? he was in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's yeah. really good in that as well. Yeah. He's amazing. I mean, it's it's it, it does. We do forget, or I certainly do forget. A generation, we're a generation that grew up with Bernard Cribbins because we used to have this yeah. thing on Monday to Thursday called Jack and Nori on BBC One. That's, that's how um, I was thinking of him doing that. Absolutely. And, and what would happen there, guys, was that a, um, a an actor or someone in entertainment, usually an actor, would come on and read a story every night. And it'd be, it, it would say, you know, like it would be one, it'd be Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, for example. And each night would be another part of that story. And Bernard Cribbins and Kenneth Williams were the two that did the most out okay. of the entire 25 year run or whatever it was. Um, but Sylvester did one, didn't he, JT? He did, I think everyone did one by the time they axed it. To be honest, um, he, I know he that, wrote his R's when he was reading. <laughs> well, I think so, yeah. But... Reading. Yeah, I mean, it was just brilliant. And we grew up with them reading us stories. It was a very special time, which will never be repeated now. Yeah. Our uh, final memory. It's perfect, really, in light of the times that we're in now. This was from the 4th of August, back in 2013, everybody. Doctor Who, we're on Type 40 Live now, but this was a one-off show called Doctor Who Live, which uh, premiered on BBC One at 7pm that evening. And, uh, yeah, it was this... Wow. Can you believe this? Eight years ago, Barnaby. No, I wow. Was, I, I loved it. I, I was actually... Where was I? I was in... Uh, I think I was in the south of France when I first... When I watched it over there. <laughs> so, oh, it, was, it made my made the holiday for me just like seeing yes. him just because uh, yeah. I, I love Peter Capaldi yeah. that made the holiday for me just oh, sort of back fun. of his hands didn't you yeah. 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 Side of his hand, hands. yes yeah, yeah. And, and that's yeah. when that's when a lot of us relaxed because we thought oh god it's it's another man around 45 minute show wasn't it where Peter Capaldi was revealed to the viewing public in a show I think that was simultaneously oh, broadcast so both 
in the UK and America, maybe Australia too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. by yeah. Zoe Ball, who was dressed as John Pertwee for the, for the occasion. And was Rufus she? Hound was there, Peter Davison was there, and Lisa Tarbuck, I think a couple more people for this yeah, this momentous occasion of Peter Capaldi sort of taking yeah. to the stage, being revealed as Doctor Who number 12. And look how happy he looks there. With that smile, he looks like he can barely contain his enthusiasm, yeah. doesn't he, Charlotte? Were you watching this as well? Uh, I've got a memory of not watching it, which is weird. I've got maybe I did and I didn't, but I do think just to link it's it all a dream, Scarlett. I, I know, <laughs> wasn't it? I do think if they've got any smarts, the BBC, when they bring this show back, that's how they have to introduce the next doctor. Not oh, as a video, as a good. proper big event. That's maybe it's... just make it more of an event. Well, you see, that's that's where something like that would have just failed. That's the reason they went back to video for Whitaker yeah. because they knew it was going to be controversial. So, depending on which way they go in the future, they will be very wary of the fact that you might have that's an actor true. that is, it is suddenly. Because if I was in an audience and somebody like Jodie Whitaker came on, I'd be the first on my feet going, "Get off!" You know? <laughs> you know? And that's what the BBC poster was. That's why all the con conventions, like the one we spoke about last week that you yeah. looked at, are pre-recorded and are tied in so you can't bring a comment in because of the denial element the, the realization we can't have anybody interacting we don't want the, our, our teams affected while they're working that's all they're thinking about yeah but i don't think we'll see the like of that again and that got huge stellar ratings i think it was either eight or nine million someone tell me it was a huge amount of people it watching was, that show. It did very, very well. I haven't got the figure at the moment. Matt Potts here in the chat. He said it was beamed live. Hi, Matt. In Australia. Hi, so Matt. It's good to see you there, Matt. And I, uh, Kelly, Kelly Lynch says, I love yeah. how he's imitating William Hartnell. Absolutely. And that got a round of applause as well, didn't it? And a cheer from the audience that were there because he did it deliberately so yeah, that they knew. He knew. Legend. Yeah, we all knew when he did that. Oh, we, the doctor's okay. Because he knows the doctor, and we all knew he was a fan anyway. But that's the, that's the show where uh, Peter Davison, of course, after the show, literally said to him something along the lines of, oh, "What have you done?" <laughs> but is it, isn't it true that um, isn't it true that uh, he was meant he went up for it when Matt went up for it, and then when Matt got it, he phoned him up and said, "Congratulations!" Is that true? I, not that I'm aware. No, yeah. no, I don't think that's true at all. I, he, I, no. he was he was called to audition yeah. for the TV movie, the Paul McGann TV movie. Was he? Yeah. But, oh, but wow. turned it, but turned it mm. down. So he he told his agent that he didn't want to go for it, because yeah. he wasn't sure that it would be. Uh, uh, mm. it would be a success and I think he was aware that it mm. could have well what exactly what happened that it could be a one and done thing mm. and didn't didn't want to yeah didn't want to he, he uh, bided his time and then he got um, involved in that four years out of it didn't he but mm. uh, much a much missed doctor I think we now can all agree well, it's a, it's a tragedy, yeah. isn't it? It's a tragedy. Yeah. He, he turned yeah. up. We were all happy to see him. You know, I had my 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 reservations about him. And then, he, you know, he had a couple of, well, as far as I'm concerned, he had, I think he had one good season. The rest of it was just full of politics, feminine Filler. crap. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's a shame because I got to like him. I really got to like him towards the end as, oh. as the doctor. I think we, I think fandom, I mean, it's very popular even now. We're actually seeing that since, um, since Thursday. And certainly in the last few weeks, we are seeing a renaissance with people uh, loving Capaldi and, and expressing their adoration. There's this thing online at the moment now, bring back Capaldi for the next Doctor. That's not really happened before in the no, history of Doctor Who. Not to this so extent. It's, it's no, and it's people, really interesting. It's, it's what he would, re if, it's what, if he returned to the role, it's what that would represent because a, a significant amount of people 
both the dedicated audience and the general casual audience kind of want to pretend that the last three, three, four years never Mm. happened. And they want, I have never seen people actually next to demanding a retcon on this level before people want it sort of wiped out from the cannon and for this man to, uh, to blaze his way back. Oh, wow. I've not seen that before. And that is lovely. That is gorgeous. That's actually very frightening. Look at his eyes. He's like an axon. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> well, wouldn't it be great if he came back and wrapped those hands around the throat of somebody in a rainbow <laughs> jumper who turned out to be the Valyard all along, everybody? Just imagine. Of course. Ah, did sure. you say rainbow? Oh, good. I like rainbow. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. yeah but this, was, this was quite a magical time, I think. And and maybe, maybe the, they couldn't have gone one up from this show. Maybe mm. it was a bit indulgent, but it was the anniversary year. And they got Peter Capaldi, for Christ's sake. Of course. Why exactly, they did. And and now we just have to uh, stick with him. He's got an album coming, as we spoke about a few couple yes, of shows back. And he has been very interesting this week. And he's been he's been quoted out of content an awful lot. But he I has gone on saying that he doesn't like... He's not really a big fan of audio dramas. And he has gone on to say... He wouldn't necessarily want to do Doctor Who again at the moment, so let's try and keep that in a content. Yeah, there. I decided not to because there was there's that many uh, false quotes and reports about the things that he said, and they've Bless been extra- extrapolated to an unforgivable proportion. I decided yeah. it was probably probably best not to bring bring those links to the show because I thought it might add to the confusion a little. There's too many. Because I, because <laughs> I, there too are many. there are too many people putting words in in Peter's mouth, and we all you know from everything that we've seen and heard from him, he's a thoroughly decent guy. Charlotte, thanks for joining us again on the show. Thank you, please. What it's in for you? A cup of tea and a slice of cake. (laughs) We'll catch up with you again soon. Thanks for your for your input, as always. And we'll speak to you soon. See you later, Charlotte. Probably very soon. (laughs) Bye bye. Uh, we have lots of people in the chat <sighs> chip, chipping in after all that it, nostalgia just from seven or eight years ago, Barnaby. It's um, you f- I think we forget as we get older that um, there are people, younger people who were maybe 10, 11, 12 when that happened, and to them, that's the fabric of their fandom. Yeah, uh, starting off with Capaldi, not a bad way to start. I, I personally quite liked his uh, his three series. I mean, that's also a so a big kind of thing, but I, I I really enjoyed the the first two. I think the first one was definitely better than the the last two because like they kind mummy, of like money mummy the mummy one. I like that one. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I still I oh, no, I still think heaven that one's really good. But I think the heaven sent one is probably the finest um, new who episode ever written for me. Wonderful. I think uh, heaven sent is is fantastic. So, yeah, absolutely. What a wonderful. It's a great actor. He's a good actor. He's a perfect, he's a brilliant actor, and God can he yes. monologue like uh, yes. those sort of moments where he's talking to the camera in the TARDIS. I'd just be happy for an entire episode to be that. <laughs> I mean, I mean just a one man watching... Doctor Show. I, I know we we all it's the same for all of us. I've been watching this show for a very very long time, and I've never seen appetite like this for not just a, an incarnation to return, but the way the Capaldi Doctor seems to have stimulated so much creativity. I see more fan art for Capaldi's Doctor yeah. than any other incarnation, including Tom's. And yeah. I, I don't know whether it's the kind of what you were saying, JT, that absence does make the heart grow fonder. And although he did do that three seasons, I always felt that we'd, I always felt that there was gas left in the tank there too. Maybe the general public have picked up on that. Maybe the fandom have too. And a time where we were all, okay, not completely united, but certainly a lot more united than we are now. 
Well, as, as we keep saying it, it, the truth will out and the books will be written. In fact, I was thinking the other day, we should write a book. Um, and, the, and, and all the space book, we should write one of the books about this period of time. Because uh, it'd be very interesting from a fan's point of view as a reference guide. But, you know, it will come out about how, because we all, yeah, and how he was treated and why he left and, and, the, and the situation around that, because there is a politics to that, we, we, we know. Yeah. But it, I think it's I think it's generally because of that whole thing that we were robbed of another yeah, year were. or two, Peter. And you can yeah. feel it now, can't you? I'm seeing what's just been around and how the show has failed. And and as fans, we love the show. But you think actually, if Peter had stayed another couple of years, it yeah. wouldn't be where it is now. I think the reason why there's a lot of fans fans out there and there's a lot of talk about Peter is because I, actually, for me, I can only speak for myself. I feel that he was robbed, and the stories he were given, the the actual. Uh, you know, as episodes he was given were absolute crap, you know, and it was full of agenda. So I just feel he was robbed personally. And I think, you know, if 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 by miracle he decided to come back and BBC accepted him as a doctor again, I would love it. I would hmm. absolutely love it. But, you know, yeah. that's just me. Right? I don't think they'll go back. Always go forward. You, yeah. you always have to go yeah. forward, don't you? Um, that's like... Speaking of going forward, let's let's head back to 2021, everybody. Would you say, hold, hold those logos. I tell you, hold them. More Still of a warning, a please. Up. Jeez. <laughs> yes, we, we do have to because we have some very pretty things to look at once we check in with, with the Lots of pretty things. I love the pretty things. Lots of people agree with you back, Capaldi. But yes, the, the main, the first oh. thing I wanted to talk about, JT, was because you brought me this, this entire story. So, And I think that you may have actually had something to do with it, with it uh, coming into, into play. So let's yeah. get this up on screen. What is yeah, this? So, I've forgotten. <laughs> so we know that, you know, like a lot of us, you're a big collector of merchandise, licensed merchandise. What gave you that idea? And all manner, all, all manner of Doctor Who items, either official or unofficial, you know, you're all over them. And uh, last year, you wrote to a particular license mm. holder for Doctor Who products, didn't you? <laughs> I wrote to several, but only one got back. <laughs> uh, yeah, Danilo. <laughs> You wrote to Danilo, and just for the people out there who don't know, what do what do Danilo make? Well, Dan, I'm glad you asked me that. Cheesy presenter link. Yeah, because Danilo, of course, do a range in the United Kingdom of calendars. They've been doing this now for many, many years. And since the show came back in 2005, they have produced the official, if you like, Doctor Who calendars. They have, of course, spun off in the last few years to do smaller versions which can be put on the desk or on a fridge or whatever so their, their range is now quite large now previously up until a couple of years ago Danilo well up until actually the Capaldi doctor would do several well, two versions of the calendar now one would just be about the Capaldi series or the Matt Smith series uh, or the David Tennant series and then the second one became what we know as the original doctors or the classic doctors so that was doctors Hartnell to um, uh, Eccleston, for example, and then when Tennant left, he joined it. So non-incumbent doctors. And then what happened... Be, and it would always be, wouldn't it, part of the legacy branding, so that big, chunky white lettering, the John Pertwee stroke TV movie yes. logo would be all over. Absolutely. Those. And then it changed for uh, when, when Chibnall arrived. As everything did, we know it all did. So that big, chunky lettering from the McGann Pertwee era, that beautiful sci-fi logo that should be used because it's a sci-fi logo. It's great for merchandising. Um, but anyway, that went to do the Whitaker Chibnall one. And then what happened is that the, um, the, the older Doctor one, she was put into it. 
Now, Spacebook, as you know me, I was not happy about that because I was no way I was going to buy the Chibnall era calendar. I was I would have bought the the other doctor, the past doctor one though, but because she was in it, I refused point blank to spend any money on it. Based. So I actually emailed <laughs> I actually emailed Danilo as part of an email campaign I was doing with certain manufacturers last year <laughs> to say, look, do you realize do you a response? <laughs> well, Danilo, I only got one response, and to their credit, as I've mentioned on this show before, it was Danilo, and I still say thank you very much for being extremely honest in your reply, because they did get back to me, and they said, thank you for your comments, blah, 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 all the usual lovely niceties. And then they said, um, uh, yes, I do, game, Keep that, bring that back. Um, and then when, when, um, when they said to me, the reason that they had to change the look of their calendars was a BBC dictation that she must be included in the past Doctor lineup as well. It had to happen. And then everything fell in place with me when it came to merchandise, or as Charlotte would say, merch, which always makes me laugh. Um, <laughs> these kids and their... Here we are in 2021, and the current Doctor has disappeared from the front of the Doctor Who annual for next year. So that was that was one blow against all that. But a couple of days ago, yeah, this, this was revealed, the cover of the next... Danilo calendar. Get this. Get now, this Ooh. this is the um, desk calendar. Okay. Now, the the cover of the actual 2022 monthly calendar, the bigger, large format one, has yet to be revealed. But as you can see, they've changed the tone of what they're doing for this. So this is uh, Monsters and Aliens includes robots, allies, uh, allies, and enemies, and then in small letters, along yeah. with all the doctors. So the doctor is no longer <laughs> in his own. Uh, calendar it's all focusing on something different now so i'm very interested to see there are two more coming from danilo plus a diary um and i'm waiting now for any day now they're going to drop the covers for that so we'll be reporting about that when we get them yeah so i thought this was obviously it's that branding that we've now got on the character figures on the boxes of those so i think that's quite eye-catching a bit pulpy as well which i wasn't expecting so the style guide is starting to change we've got this as well that's the format of how the rest of it's the rest of it looks inside when you tear the different blocks off. So they're going real retro. I think it's interesting that there's, there's two classic villains there that they're mm -hmm. playing up in, in that graphic. So, yeah, it's uh, there's a definite turning of the tide and an indicator, I think, of where the merchandise may actually end up sitting for the next couple of years until that next iteration does come down the okay. pipe, Barnaby. Okay. Hmm. Well, who knows? Yeah, they describe it. <laughs> they describe it. This is so that calendar is published on the 29th of August 2021. But they describe that uh, as part of the licensees. I've noticed that both Danilo and Character Options describe this as the heritage branding. So I think we're yes. now seeing it weirdly splinter off again, which yes. must must be some acceptance of failure again and of the of the licenses and of merchandise. The, the take up of it, the per the simple purchasing of it, of dro having dropped off so much under Whitaker's time, they're now kind of walking it back. So the legacy branding has become the heritage branding, and then yeah. everything that's new. Well, we're gonna the new, the brand new, the the annual. The doctor's not present at all there, so I think we can join the dots on this. And this is the most acceptance that we're ever gonna have that the the wheels came off the entire licensee situation yeah I, to I totally agree and it, and it is very saying it because if you look at the back where you showed the graphic there about the back of that particular calendar the branding is different it's based on the danilo 
um, colouring calendar they did for Capaldi's last year because that, that year they had a uh, you could colour in the calendar because that was very big at the time colouring in over here in the UK um, yeah. and that was very interesting and it was based on mock-up comic covers starring the first 12 Doctors so it was very it was very fun but they brought it back coloured for the behind there behind um, the, the picture of the Axon or the Sea Devil so it's very very interesting uh, I'd just like to quickly say to Game Closet thank you for your yes I do have the character options remote control Dalek um, I have never seen it out the box though so there you go it's in the box <laughs> Uh, character op talk about character options. We've also had yeah. these these uh, new. I knew he'd be interested in this bit. Look at him waking up. Character options. We keep an eye time as well, Mister. We we'd had whispers of this. Oh yeah, uh, I've I've got to head off actually, uh, Dan. I'm really sorry. Yes, that's no, quite all right. Always sorry, good to I'm have a good show tonight, by the way. I will do. And uh, yeah, these character options, one you ones you're going to show. Uh, yeah, I'll be getting those definitely. So I knew he would. I knew he would. He loved these. But uh, yeah, have a great uh, rest of the show, guys. And uh, yeah, see you see soon. Next time. Good to see you see again, you Barnaby. Take care, my friend. Bye. Take care, guys. Bye. Yes. Bye, so, Barnaby. Oh, very are... good. That was very good. Doing his own voiceover work next one. So yeah, we've got these, we've got these new figure sets. Woo! These new figure sets. They're available across BM stores in the UK from the middle of August. So there's going to be two more new action figure packs plus two additional special collector's packs for Dalek fans. Let's take a look at the figure packs first. Absolutely wow. gorgeous. Gorgeous wow. Hartnell era figure sets here. I don't collect these. I, I'm sort of glad <gasps> I didn't get, get on board with them because I'd have spent a lot of money and I'd have a lot less house <laughs> space than I have now. But this is this is how they are. Ian Chesterton and the Vord and uh, the First Doctor there with the Sensorites beautifully packaged with some nicely done backgrounds as well. I absolutely. never thought I'd live in a time, JT, where we'd see Sensorite figures. They're absolutely gorgeous. Isn't it exciting? Do you want the press release? Have we got time? Yeah. Hit, yes, go on, hit us with it. Okay, so this is Character Options, which has unveiled a new raft of B&M Doctor Who collector sets for 2021. So uh, for people in the United Kingdom, these are due this month in B&M stores across the country. Uh, the Sensorites is um, <clears throat> the Doctor Who collector set is a must-have for all Doctor Who fans and collectors and includes a trio of detailed Doctor Who figures from the classic 64 episode, The Sensorites. The Sensorites were a terrific alien species with their telepathic abilities and peaceful overtures. Their appearance at the window towards the end of episode one was rated as one of the creepiest entrances of any alien in the show. Celebrating the episode, uh, fans will be able to enjoy a first Doctor figure, a Sensorite action figure with probe accessory, yours, plus an alternative Sensorite elder action figure with probe accessory. For the first time in a three-figure pack, we have detailed insert card rather than their white card. And then we've also got here the Keys of Marinus collection figures. That Keys of Marinus is one of my favorite stories. Yeah, I it love really that is too. Facebook. Isn't it? It's cracking, isn't it? So here we go here from the press release. Also from a classic episode of 64 is the Keys of Marinus collection, uh, collector figure, three-figure set. This Ian Chesterton action figure depicts one of the Doctor's very first companions and is accompanied by not one but two Vord um, warrior action figures with da dagger accessory. The evil Vord warriors of the planet Marinus with its arid land and acid seas are extremely memorable because of their truly unique design and are replicated in this classic set. Again, this comes with a detailed insert card, and they are absolutely stunning. I never thought we'd actually get Sensorites, the Ward, or even importantly, Ian Chesterton. How wonderful. And as Matt Potts says in the chat, it is strange seeing them in colour, isn't it, Ian? 
<laughs> yeah yeah but i mean they're, 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 they're brilliant i mean as, when i was a kid i always thought the the action figures for star wars was pretty crap because it was just uh, but but these ones are very detailed aren't they look at them Incredible. they are and bear in mind that this is a budget range which is an exclusive for b&m because mm. no well, the retailer was going to take them to state the shows in let's be honest um it, mm. they've done fairly well i believe for b&m yeah this is another set here this is the first of a wave now there is a rumor going around there is another smaller wave coming for christmas but let, let's let's deal with that when it is because i don't really believe the rumors now because this one's been expected since february march and then there were issues that were oh, out with yeah, out, yeah, yeah. yeah worldwide issues with the pandemic yeah the yeah one. exactly and and certain things being halted and all that sort of stuff you know it's very complicated out there right now isn't it but it's brilliant to see them i'm really really excited about these um yeah and they're just the first two it's yeah, good. It's good that this. It's good. Oh, these are even better. <laughs> these are, these are now, the history of the Dalek box sets are well. Basically, we now know they are going to go and do at least two Daleks from every single Dalek story going in the classic series. Um, we've had um, so uh, we've had Dalek set one, two, three, and four. Here we've got five and seven. You may be saying, "What's happened to uh, box set <laughs> six? Well, they put box set six back because let's face it. Uh, box set six the evil of the daleks they look very similar to the power of the daleks color wise and as oh, as as Algier has said in his video when they dropped these they thought that might um look silly on the shelves and might confuse people so what we've got here we've got the power of the daleks collector figure set doctor who collector daleks collector sets have their own very own fan base and to mix things up a little the next two sets are slightly out of order to give a more varied on the shelf presence especially in the stores so first up is set number five, the Power Up the Daleks set, comprising of two highly detailed Daleks, the Silver Drone Dalek and Drone with Mutant Scoop Dalek, the infamous Mutant Scoop Dalek. Even Dapod did one of those years ago. It's down there. <laughs> I've got it. Um, we've got here History of the Daleks number seven, Day of the Daleks collector figure set. Finally, we jump one story forward to the next decade to 1972's Day of the Daleks and the Daleks' first foray into color television with collector set seven which celebrates this four-part story first shown in January of that year. In this set, you'll find the highly detailed Gold Supreme Dalek and Grey Drone Dalek as seen in the episodes. Considered a classic among Doctor Who fans, this episode saw the third Doctor and his companions Joe and Unit take on time-traveling gorillas, the Ogrons, and the Daleks in a bid to avert World War III. Al Dewar, Character Options Creative Director, said, Once again, we are delighted to be working with B and M in bringing a fresh new collection to the legions of fans. This substantial lineup represents some of the finest early Doctor Who episodes and will be familiar to many from diehard fans to adults that spend their childhoods hiding behind the sofa at tea time. And these mm. are around 5.5 inches tall, aren't they, JT? They are. Um, they are indeed. And I'll show you. This is not the set you're going to get, but they're, they're, they're that big. <laughs> they are that big. So <laughs> there they are there. Absolutely wonderful. I mean, I, I just think the Starlick set, I... I... I think I'm falling in love with the Daleks all over again just the last six months or so. I don't know what it is. I've never been particularly a, a Dalek guy, but these figures, some of the other collectibles I'm seeing, but particularly this this range of figures, the history sets, I so, part of me, I'm torn right down the middle. I, reg <laughs> I regret not buying them, but I'm kind of pleased I didn't start off because I, I think I'd already be down about two to 300 quid by now. Well, we've had so many of these variations over the last uh, many, many years. That's character options have been doing this, what, 14, 15 years now. We've had the new series Daleks with Russell T. Davis's onwards. Um, and we've had various 
versions of them, including this one, the Dalek with Mutant Reveal. Yeah. You know, I mean, we know what they are. Yeah. And now we're getting all these with B&M. We also had a collection to celebrate the 50th anniversary where there was a different Doctor with one of their Daleks. Now we've got all these coming from B&M, and it's, it's so obvious now. We're getting all right up to Remembrance. Wow. Remembrance of the Daleks. Yeah. Yeah. They wow. They know their audience. They know their punters. But there is something else that's come out this week, and I have no idea who the audience is for this one, Ian. This is called a Doctor Who Geeky Tiki. Now, can, you guess what, <laughs> can you guess what that might be? No. <laughs> Neither could I. But when I clicked on it, I found out it was this. This is a Geeky Tiki. These are... What, these what, are, what is that? Uh, yeah, that's, that's what exactly I said. What, what I said. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, here's the blurb. These are available from Beeline Creative. So as you can see, there's a canine. There's a 11th Doctor, a TARDIS and a Dalek. 11th Doctor, even though it's the Jodie Brandon. There you go. What does that tell you? And uh, yep. various other bits and bobs from Doctor Who history. Yeah, the Whipping Angel and whatever else. And this is the blurb. It says, spice up your kitchen cabinets or collector's shelves with a brand new line of <laughs> Doctor Who geeky tiki mugs from Beeline Creative. These are mugs? Each geeky tiki features beautifully sculptured detailing true to the character to which it's it's playing homage. Creative Created from high-quality ceramic, each geeky tiki mug is top shelf dishwasher and microwave safe so yeah these are tiny mugs i believe they are uh largely to do with drinking spirits or something what's a well like a shot glass it's, shot, it's a yeah, hawaiian thing isn't it tiki's yeah, it's a shot yes yeah, a shot glass isn't it mostly oh i see right okay so i can't see many people drinking out of these but it's it's the kind of present that you can imagine getting from that aunt or uncle who knows that you <laughs> used to be in doc into Doctor Who, so maybe you still are now, and these mm. were on special offer at the works or insert whichever discount like retailer you can name. It does look fun, doesn't it? It, it does yeah. look the kind of thing you could have out in your kitchen, and at first glance, people might know might not notice it was a Doctor Who item, and then you'd get up close and you'd see, oh, that's a Dalek. And so it, it's fun. But yeah, I had no idea. I'm not sure those will catch on. I don't think we're going to see many sets of them, but hey, I've been wrong before. You're not going to see it in my kitchen, that's for sure. <laughs> any, any takers in the chat for the Geeky Tikis? Uh, we've got yeah. uh, Stephen, Gr Stephen Griffiths says ceramic mini muglets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what muglets. I call them. Don't like those, says the talents of Wayne Chan. Hi, talents. See you, Wayne. I hate that. Shocker, I know. Oh, these aren't going down too well, uh, Beeline Creative. I hate to say this. Shot glasses. Yeah, we say it's undecided, I think, is the generous way to view the reception to these. But, uh, yeah, yeah, you, you never know. They may, they may take off. They may find an audience. may find the punters. Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. They are neat, but not for me. So, yeah, it's hard to know. You can't buy everything, can you? There's not even no. space. No. There's not even space no. in the Doctor Who loft for everything, is there, JT? Well, no, I stopped buying everything a long time ago because, of course, when Tenant exploded into the Doctor Who universe, so did the merchandise, and it became silly. And as I've said before, I became very strict because they went down the Star Trek route of banging on a logo on any sort of rubbish um, and sending it to America, basically. <laughs> uh, but some of it got through here, and I just thought, that's tacky, that's tacky, that's tacky. And I'm a quality merchandise clicker here. <laughs> well, you've got no room left, have you, JT? You've got no room left. That's the other reason, Ian, yeah. <laughs> I've got to rearrange for the B&M stuff, I tell you. Staying, staying with figures, uh, but moving on slightly to the world of customs for our next pretty picture. This is a Paul McGann custom uh, that I saw 
the other day. I've, I've seen some really nice ones, but this is the one that's impressed me most, tying into one of the audio adventures. But the way that they've... Well, you look for yourself. I mean, look at how clever some people are. Wow. Oh. They've, ta- they've taken the Paul McGann in what they call his dark eyes costume there with his other Sonic and his and his Merce <laughs> with one of the 10th Planet Cybermen in a long trench coat there. So you can see... I can, I. I think I have an, an inclination how people do these, but it's the dedication of the creativity involved in that, that always always impresses me because people, they don't just swap swap the heads. They pull them apart and put them back together again, but they touch up the paint as well. And in, in the case of the uh, the Cyberman there, I believe that's a David Tennant coat. It looks like it, yeah. Repainted yeah. and scuffed up to make it look like a, a dirty old worn overcoat, as would mm. befit a rogue Mondasian Cyberman. But I just thought how evocative that was. And there's a whole Facebook group, come to think of it, of people who do this kind of thing. And at first glance, some of it, I do have to scroll back sometimes and think, did I, was that real? Did I, were those figures? Were they real people? It's incredible <laughs> what people can do. I know there's several creative people who are regular views of, uh, of Type 40 Live and send us in these things. In fact, I was sent a couple of things a couple of days ago, too much really to feature on the show. So I'm thinking about inviting that person. They know who they oh, are. I'm thinking fabulous. about inviting that person on to talk about how they do what they do. So there's that. And another thing that I saw, which really impressed me, slightly different. This is from the comic book artist and illustrator Dan McDade over on Twitter. I just love this. So this is mashup artwork again, but done to comic book size proportions here. This is, looks like it could be the cover of some sort of mashup comic from, from Titan or from IDW, who used to have the license back when David Tennant yeah. was the doctor. This is the Tennant doctor. Oh, yeah. With Conan the the Barbarian here. So apparently this is, the title of this one is that the uh, the Tenth Doctor and Conan the Barbarian go off to uh, Metabilis to fight giant spiders and things. I just thought this was wonderful and really evocative and proper comic booky, a bit Joe Kubert style, maybe slightly more cartoony. But uh, yeah, I just love seeing the Doctor there with Conan the Barbarian here. That's a bit, it's a bit of a thrill, that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think it right. is. And we used to see artwork like this uh, around a lot a few day, uh, a few years ago. But when IDW had the title, oh. they did the Star Trek and Doctor Who mashup title. And they do a lot of similar things over there. But of course, Marvel have got the rights to uh, Conan the Barbarian back. Mm. And Doctor Who rights oh, are still right. with Titan, who aren't really doing a great deal with it at the moment. So I think we could be some way off seeing something like this appear in a genuine comic. But it just reminds me of, of a time where I used to snap up all of those comics. And Dan McDade is a really great illustrator. I've always liked his work. I really like that one too. Well, of course, many of us grew up with the uh, comic strip in the magazine through Doctor Who Weekly, Monthly, and then into the magazine. That that illustration reminds me of some of the classics that we got from Dave Gibbons and everything as well. You know, yeah, that, yeah wonderful. Or, or when uh, what's the remember Junkyard Demon? Junkyard Demon with that sort yeah. of yeah, that that sort of art that was going on there. That was brilliant. I was just thinking of Steve Steve Dillon, the late Steve Dillon, who created Preacher, but he cut his teeth on Doctor Who comics as well. And that would be exactly the kind of thing that he would do. That's brilliant, says Richard Brooks. Yeah, I I thought so too. And Vanessa Law chimes in one last time with, uh, hit that like button. Yes, please. Particularly if you've been here (laughs) this long, you know you you wouldn't be here if you didn't like it and enjoy (laughs) enjoy it. I I, I want to see Doctor Who. I want to see Doctor Who meets Doc Brown. 
Doctor Who. That would something. be amazing. Yeah, it's surprising they haven't done that. Surprised they haven't done that. Doctor Who. Probably a rights issue. Can you imagine the rights from? Yeah, IDW picked up the rights to Back to the Future comics shortly after mm. they lost the Doctor Who license. So you can take from oh, that. Oh, did they? Take from that what you will. Doctor Who he meets He-Man. This is the classic 80s oh, fanboy. Oh, no. <laughs> and the Cam says the Doctor and Conan, two of the greatest fictional characters ever. I think that's, I think that's fair. And fair Terry on Tuesday. Hey, Terry Cooper says, I want to see Tenant meets Dread. Right, he'll be so in Doctor. trouble. The Doctor <laughs> goes to Mega City One. God, Who'd no. be calling who a creep? I oh, <laughs> barely imagine. They have the T-shirts. Yeah, who's that? Who's that? I'm not sure. David Enke, let us know what we, what you mean by that. Yes, and please, yes, we need some more likes, everybody. Please hit the like button. We know Doctor you. Who yes, needs we've a good had actor. A lot, a lot of viewers here <laughs> yeah, that have been... <laughs> a lot of people have, have been with us this time and stayed with us. So, yes, please like the video. Subscribe to the channel. Share it along. Anybody you think may enjoy this kind of geeky nonsense. Also, well, well, hold on. I don't understand, right? We, we, we have X amount of people watching, yet we have half the likes. I mean, yeah, you all stay with us towards the end, but you don't like... You obviously like what you see because you stay with us towards the end, but you still don't press the like button. Can so you like it, though? Can you like it if you're... Do you have to be a? Do you have to be part of YouTube? Do you have to have a Gmail account I think or anything so. like that? Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people won't because you can just tune in on YouTube if you're yes. just. Yeah, that's probably it. Can't you? It's yeah. Absolutely worth opening a Google account just for us, just to get these <laughs> likes up. But we do appreciate. Uh, we do appreciate any time you spend with us here on Type Forty Live, and there'll be more. There'll be more coming up. Firstly, yes, so we're back. We're back next week with another one of these shows where we'll get the return of Simon Horton. And it's just time for me to remind <laughs> you, you've got one week left, everybody, to enter our competition to win a copy of Clack from Candy Jar Books. So Clack is the Doctor Who art, that huge art book, the Doctor Who art of Chris Akaleos, the Doctor Who artist, the Doctor Who artist's Doctor Who artist, you could say. So what we need you to do to beat him with a chance of winning this copy of the book from Candy Jar Books is to go and get our video that we made about six weeks ago where we, re we reviewed this book, Simon and I, live on screen. We want you to share that to social media. There'll be a link in the description of this video. We want you to share it onto Twitter or Facebook and get in touch with us and let us know you've done so. We'll put your name in the hat to win a copy of Clack from Candy Jar, one of the seminal Doctor Who books. I'm not exaggerating. I must have on your shelf. So there's that as well. If you want more Doctor Who talk, stick with us Facebook channel. We'll be back with more Doctor Who talk later in the week for this. Yeah, Type 40, Doctor Who Unlocked. This is coming on Thursday. This is myself and Simon Horton again with two special guests. Not going to tell you who they are. You have to tune in to find out. That's probably going to drop 9 o'clock UK time Thursday evening for a good, yeah, around a couple of hours. More Doctor Who talk here on the Facebook channel. And yeah, if you if you want more of this kind of talk, check out our video from the night the story broke. That joyous night, 13 and out. The video still, still views climbing today. So if you haven't seen Very it, you want to see it again and relive that joy, Ian, you can do so with us <laughs> over there on that video. There's episodes of Type 40 Doctor Who podcast or there's more Type 40 live, more live streams just like this one. Lots more fun, lots more guests, loads of Doctor Who talk, hours and hours and hours of it, in fact. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for this chunk of Type 40 Live. 
Thank you, JT and Ian, and to Charlotte, and to Barnaby, and to the rabbi, and everybody watching in the chat. Thank you so much for your time. We've had a blast. Hope you have too. Still kind of high. Plenty more party poppers left in the bag. That's not going to get old anytime soon. But yeah, thanks for your time, everybody. We'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Nice Those shows are a blast to make. We'll be putting more of them out too here on the Type 40 feed. But if you want to catch Type 40 live, literally live, join in with the comments on YouTube and Facebook and wherever. Head over to YouTube, search for The Spacebook, and there we are. Subscribe to the channel and turn on the little cloister bell then you'll get all the notifications on when we'll be live streaming next. We always have the time if you have the space here at Type 40. Thanks for listening. More soon. Take care. Bye-bye. A Doctor Who podcast is a Spacebook production for the Fandom Podcast Network with music by Problem Being.